The following is a special presentation of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio and the Prep Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine pregame show. And now, for a detailed look at tonight's game and to break down other key matchups in the area, here's Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. All right, welcome to the pit at Elder High School where the Elder Panthers, who are three and four, will take on the Ron Colley Royals out of Indianapolis, who are seven and zero. Oh. And Ron Colley is a Catholic school. Uh, Archbishop Ron Colley, uh, for those around here that uh, don't know what they are, they're, uh, the last time the Elder played them, Steve, was 2002. Uh, and uh, so it's, we, we don't see them a lot, but they're a good program, a big team. And uh, looking forward to a, an exciting game. But before we talk about this game, uh, man, oh, man, oh, man, last Saturday here at the pit, uh, it was a roller coaster ride. Uh, 59 to 58, the, the Panthers knock off Mahler in overtime. Uh, you know, a blocked extra point. Elder stopped the PAT for Mahler. Elder scores. A remarkable catch. Puts it in. They win. Uh, my goodness, it was exciting. It was, and it was an important win for a couple reasons, Mark. It was an important win. Uh, you know, Doug Ramsey's talked about, uh, you know, he believes in these players more than the players believe in themselves. He said they're they're good, a really good team, but they need to have the confidence. It can't just come from, from the coaches. And I, I think that, that win last week is going to lead a long way to finishing out this season strong, giving them confidence that when things are down, when things aren't going their way, they have the talent. They have the horses to get it done. And also it was important because they, they were kind of sitting in a, a double-digit no-man's land in the Harbins, and with that win over a quality molar team, that kicked them up to the seventh spot in Division One, Region 4. So the, 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 and, and the, the top eight teams host, and if they can beat a team like Ron Colley, who's 7-0 coming in, that can bump them into the top four which then they could possibly host two games, uh, winning the first game, obviously, in the playoffs. So this is, this is a very critical game, uh, not to get them in the playoffs, but to get the positioning right in the playoffs. Yeah, Steve, I would imagine uh, Coach Curran, uh, the defensive coordinator for Elder, would like to tighten things up. I mean, look, Elder uh, over the last two weeks uh, has given up 110 points uh, to St. X and then to Mahler. So that's a lot of points that you're putting on the offense to, to get a win. So uh, now the team they're playing tonight, when we'll talk in, in depth about it, is a little bit different. But the one thing that always jumps out and we talk about it is the running game for Elder. The passing game, you know, heck, Elder threw for 502 yards last week. It's the running game uh, that is always uh, the, the big problem. And uh, they're averaging about 2.7 yards a carry. And I think they'd like to have a little more ball control, which would help the passing game. Right. And, and defensively, uh, you're, you're on the field a lot. If you have a quick-scoring team that passes a lot, 500 and some yards, they were up and down the field pretty quick, bringing the defense back out. If you have a sustained, powerful running game, you can control the clock. You can keep your defense off the field for a while. You can keep people healthy and, and give them the recuperation time that they need instead of, oh, man, we just did a great job. The offense goes and scores in, in you know, five plays, and then they're back out there instead of just 
you can remember years ago the, the sustained drives that would take a good po- portion of, of a quarter where, where, where they just went in. You knew they were scoring, but they were just methodically moving down the field, working the clock. And, and uh, you know, the offense has a lot of firepower, but it doesn't have the, the grinded-out ability or it hasn't shown it to this point in the season. Steve, a lot of teams have been really covering uh, Drew Ramsey, which has left a couple of guys, Andrew Harp and Justin Ray, uh, having great uh, games. And, and last week was no exception to that when Andrew Harp uh, had nine receptions for 156 yards. And Justin Ray uh, he, he had four receptions for 120 yards. And we saw the the speed that Justin Ray has. And I, I, I think uh, on that touchdown run he had, it was like, wow, he's got the burner speed. And, and that's a good thing, obviously, uh, again, for several reasons, but it's a good thing because now if a team, we know now what happens if a team really doubles up on, on Drew Ramsey. You, you, you've got uh, uh, Andrew Harp, who, who's just making circus catches out there. You, you, you've got Justin Ray, who's, who's a burner, who, who can also catch the ball. And, and you got, you know, Mikey Kirsch, who's, you know, strong uh, possession receiver. So you got, the, you got those three players who have stepped up in, in the, the vacuum that the defenses have created by taking the, you know, Drew Ramsey out of the equation. So somebody's going to have to pay attention to those guys. And when they do, then, then you're going to see number 12 running uh, wild again. And a couple of other targets that uh, Ben Hamilton has found recently, Nick Brocksterman and Zane Klusman, who, you know, once you think you've got everybody bottled up, those guys get open right. and, and they make good uh, catches. And you talk about Mikey Kirch. It's, it's interesting to see with his height, they've been putting him in on third downs to rush the passers. Like, uh, uh, you know, it's hard to see over that guy. Yeah, and, and they've been doing that lately with uh, several guys where, where, you know, when it comes to third down situations, get the bath, best athletes, the fastest athletes. Uh, you don't have to have a whole lot of technical skill to rush the passer. You just got to know to maintain, contain, and, and not let them get by you outside, things like that. But, you know, so they can they can do that, get get uh, some, some speed and some, some strength on, on the field in a third down situation. Yeah, we talked about... The critical part, a lot of people, the Ron Colley, I don't know a lot about him, but like you said, they're coming in here 7-0, and 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 with the, the killer schedule that Elder has, has played, uh, they've lost to uh, just teams that are, well, nationally ranked, high state ranked in, in Kentucky and Ohio. And so the, the losses aren't all that, like, surprising or – you know they're disappointing, but uh, it, it's one of those things. This kind of a game it would be after the, the the big game at Mahler or here at Mahler last week. Uh, Steve, like you said, this one would really be a little bit of a, a cushion to get that that home game. And, and I know with the way the playoffs are, if you get that home game, you possibly could have a if, second if, round. If you're in the top four and you win, you you automatically have the second round. So um, so you know if you that's kind of the goal to get up. You know, bump up there and get get into the the, the, top, the top four as the season ends. And you're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show. That's Steve Bengal. I'm Mark Bengal. Tom Kennedy is out tonight. He's up at UC, uh, enjoying the the, uh, the Bearcats game against Temple. Uh, so I uh, hope Tom has a good time yeah, up there. Kind of kind of flipping it around. Last week, uh, 
the, the high school football impinged on uh, uh, college football Saturday, and tonight UC is impinging on high school football Friday night. So, uh, you know, turnabout's fair play, I guess. Well, we're going to take a, a quick timeout. When we come back, we're going to go look at this game in depth uh, right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We're proud to support elder football and just as proud to provide outstanding orthopedic care to all Panther athletes and their friends and families throughout the West Side. If you have an injury, we can help. For your sports medicine needs from the simple to the complex, we're at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct choice is Coldwell Banker Realty. Their name has changed, but you can continue to expect the same service they provided in your community for many years. Coldwell Banker Realty is your West Side expert. Navigating this exciting real estate market takes experience, knowledge, and agents that are equipped to handle all situations and allow buyers and sellers to succeed. Coldwell Banker Realty, 922-9400 or on the web at cbhomes.com. Support the team that supports elder football. Joseph Toyota, located on Coleraine Avenue. You can make your own deal, get the value of your trade-in, and buy online or in-store because their process is always easy, true, clear. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from Joseph Toyota. Joseph Toyota is closer than you think at 9101 Coleraine Avenue. For the latest offers on new and Toyota used certified vehicles, it's josephtoyota.com. Go team! Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. All right, thanks for tuning in uh, on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Of course, AM 740, AM 910, 89.5. Up there in Hamilton area, somewhere up in the the hinterlands, or if you're listening on the web, uh, all over uh, the country. If you're up there listening, we're the hinterlands. That's right. So on on ehsports.com and also on sacredheartradio.com, download both of those. So no matter where you are, you'll be able to tune in if you have self-service. So, uh, Steve, there's some other big games, and the the one that I think we'll be keeping an eye on close is out at – uh, St. X, the LaSalle answers travel out uh, to the Bombers and uh, LaSalle 4 and 2, St. X 6 and 1. Kind of a shocking loss last week for the Bombers to a 0 and 6 team uh, that came up from Louisville. And uh, you kind of get the feeling uh, they look past them or whatever. It, it was the classic trap game. They, 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 they uh, won going away against Elder. So, you know, you got 16, 17 year old kids thinking, well, well we're, we're world beaters. Yeah. So, you know, heck, we can you know do a, you know do whatever. So Trinity comes in, not a win on the board, and uh, I can't say they got caught completely looking past them. But you know the defense held. They had a good uh, kicker at Trinity. He hit five field goals to keep Trinity in the game, and then they scored on a last minute uh, touchdown to to uh, snag the, the victory from St. X. So you know I'm sure there were a lot of shocked fans out there expecting just a, a romp. And then, you know, they got LaSalle. That game actually snapped a 14-game uh, winning streak that, that St. X had in, in place. And, uh, you know, what's at stake tonight? Again, we talked about the Harbins. 
but uh, this would, if a win for St. X would be an outright uh, GCL South title. Uh, if they lose tonight, then it goes to week 10 with Elder Play and LaSalle. Uh, you know, and then you get one of those deals where everybody but one team wins the GCL South. So it's like, you know, so, you know, St. X can, uh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, but the, the one thing for the Bombers, all, you know, okay, they're probably, I didn't check the Max Preps, the National, I'm sure they bumped down quite a bit because of the loss and uh, and the state thing. I think they went down a, a, a few. It doesn't matter. You know where they're going to be at the end of the year. They're, right. they're still way above everybody else in the Harbins and in Region right. 4, and, and, Division and, yeah, 1. They're so good. So they've just got a quality team. And, and uh, just uh, one common opponent, uh, the Trinity team, the Lancers did beat Trinity uh, 48 to 27 on September 10th this year. So the one common opponent really means nothing, but uh, yeah, there it is. You got you got that. Um, other well, other games. Other game about? we got Muller uh, tomorrow hosting Saint Ignatius at uh, four o'clock out at Norwood. Saint Ignatius coming in at four and three, and of course Muller goes to five and two after the loss against Elder. And uh, you know. Muller, obviously, they're in the playoffs. I'm sure uh, St. Ignatius ain't worried about it either, but uh, I, I I know the Crusaders want to get back uh, oh, yeah, and, and, and get a big win because uh, they have, I think, St. Ed's coming up after that as well. They have a, a tough schedule. Yeah, they to have go. a tough schedule, and, and uh, I think they, they play some team from Georgia or something out to, to wrap up the, the season. So, you know, they got you know, a, a tough road to hoe going in. And that game will help Moeller with victory as it would uh, uh, St. Ives as far as uh, uh, playoff uh, positioning. You know, we, there's a bunch of uh, GMC games. that it, it, It's really trying to figure out which one's the most interesting. Uh, I guess for me, it would be Sycamore heading to Princeton. Uh, Princeton 6-1, Sycamore 3-4. and four. But, boy, I tell you, it's the feast or famine like it normally is in in the GMC, you got 0-7 Middletown up against Lakota West, 6-1. That game's canceled. Uh, oh. Cough due to cold. Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, there you go. And Dakota East, no kills, I guess. That one's still on? Yeah, that one's still on. And 0-7 uh, Highlanders. So Highlanders, it's like, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, they're looking for their first victory of the year. Um, you know, other games we want to talk about in, in uh, ECC, uh, Anderson is traveling uh, to, to Milford and uh, basically – you know, they're positioning for ECC uh, 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 places and, and playoffs. Anderson uh, will throw the ball all over the field, and uh, Milford just kind of likes to grind it out. So that's going to be like a tale of two cities there. Um, also in ECC, Winton Woods at Turpin. Winton Woods is the defending league champs, and uh, yeah, so they're going to be looking to, uh, to, to kind of get back on track after I believe they had a loss last week. Um, and uh, the one other game in Kentucky I want to point out um, doesn't look like a whole lot. Uh, one and five Bellevue playing uh, three and three Dayton, but this is the 147th time these two teams have played. So you know, they were wow. playing back probably before leather helmets. Uh, <laughs> wow! Yeah. So, so you know this matchup goes back a, a long way. Dayton's won two of the last three in this, and uh, Kentucky gets into their district play. This is a one A district four game. Um, so, you know, you got that going on down there. Well, let's uh, look at tonight's game here at the pit, Steve. And uh, obviously people aren't going to know a lot about Ron Colley, but they are a quality team coming in at 7-0. and And you think, okay, they're uh, one level below the big school level up in, in Indiana. 
Indiana area, but Indianapolis area, I should say. And but they are humongous. They're, they're big, and we'll talk about their offensive line and defensive line. They they got some horses in the trenches on both sides. How they got to this game tonight, seven and zero. Their 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 opponents' records combined are, are uh, twenty three wins, twenty six losses, compared to the Elder Panthers who combined. Uh, opponents' records to this point in the season is 37 and 12. So, you know, elders played a little bit tougher season. One of the things you want to look at is Roncalli's never been in a game this year. They, they were tied one time against uh, Jesuit uh, B. Ruft or whatever, uh, however yeah, you pronounce right. that. Uh, and then they, they, they've never been behind at halftime. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they've. Uh, their closest game the, over Bishop Chittard, the, they won that game 28-21. So, but they've never been behind at half, and they, they've really not been behind. They've been tied once in the, at the first quarter, but they've been winning games going away. Uh, one of the interesting notes is in in their information packet they send out. They're talking about this is uh, Ron Colley's second out-of-state game in three seasons. This is Elder's fourth uh, game against an out-of-state opponent uh, this season. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, you know, and their last out-of-state game was uh, they, they played uh, Northland in 2019 in Columbus, Ohio. Um, you talked earlier about the, the one common uh, time they played, 2000, September 13th, 2002. Elder won that game uh 42 to seven, and then went on to win a state championship. So, you know, maybe a, a little, uh, you know, rubbing the penny, a little luck here. Uh, maybe uh, Elder can. can uh, um, Our old buddy Rob that. Florian would have been tossing the football yeah, around that yeah, year. Yeah. So, uh, so but, looking at the Elder Panthers coming off a, a, a win, to get, I think that was a confidence booster win. They're going to need absolutely. that tonight. The, you know, the, to play a team like Ron Colley. Uh, but they are two different kind of teams. You look at the running percentages between Ron Colley and Elder, it, they're almost quite opposite. Right. Ron Colley likes to run the ball. Elder likes to throw the ball. Let's look at their offensive line. Uh, first of all, they have a four-year starting quarterback in Aiden Leffler. He uh, started uh, second or third uh, series when he was a freshman uh, when he was 14 years old and uh, had a rough couple first seasons, uh, led him to a state title last year for a. So, uh, you know, Aiden Leffler, uh, uh, six foot two and a half uh, inch, uh, uh, 211 pounder. Um, he's, been, he's looking at, uh, like, he's a, also academically smart. Columbia University's uh, giving him a look. Total yards, he's thrown for uh, almost 5,300 yards in his career. Um, uh, over 65% uh, percentage passing, and uh, he's had, uh, coming into this year 26 touchdowns, five interceptions. This year he's thrown 15 touchdowns with three interceptions. Um, they're defending Class A champions as, as 4A champions, um, and uh, last season they were 13 and one. Um, but looking at their offensive line. The, the left tackle is 6'7", 290 pounds. He's got offers from UC, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, and a dozen yeah. more. Yeah. Um, the, the, their left guard is 6'3", 300 pounds. Their, their center is 6'7", 295. He's committed to Central Michigan. Um, and Akron and Ball State were also giving him a look. Um, their their uh, right guard is 6'5", 303. 
and uh, he's got a lot of Division One interest, obviously. Yeah. And, and uh, he's a junior. What, what can't you coach? Size. Can't coach size. <laughs> yes, and the right tackle, he, he, he's uh, the runt of the litter. He's a six four two seventy eight. So, you know, that's what you got. Um, uh, that's what you get. But they they like to run first. They're a run first team. Uh, if you look at the, their stats for this year, they, they've run the ball about two hundred and fifty plays and passed the ball. Uh, a little less than 150, so they're more of a run-first team. Adam Leffler, Aiden Leffler can obviously air it out, and he, like I say, he's throwing for almost 5,300 yards. Uh, but on defense, they're no slackers either. Their, their uh, defensive tackle, one defensive tackle is 6'4", 270 with uh, 2.5 sacks. Um, the, the nose guard is, uh, is 6'1", 280, and uh, one of their defensive ends is 6'3", 200, and leads the team with three sacks. So, you know, they're going to be bringing it uh, you know, at the Elder Panthers all night long. So that's pretty much, you know, what, what, you know, what we're going to be looking at. Last week, you know, they, they, uh, they, they won 56-13 uh, to 13 over uh, Bloomington North. Um, they scored uh, touchdowns on each of their first five possessions to go up 35-6 to six and then coast it from there. Um, They've, uh, in the last 16 games, they've forced a running clock 10 times. So this is a team that's used to winning and used to winning big. So if Elder can stay in the game, like we talked about last week, you know, if they can hang with Moeller and and, uh, get in their head, I think that, you know, that's really going to be a benefit to the Elder Panthers with the confidence we hope that they got from that overtime win last week. You know, I, I think uh, this could be a, a good outing for the home team, Panthers. Yeah, let's look real quick at the Panthers. Uh, uh, obviously, Ben Hamilton, uh, his numbers are stellar uh, passing yardage. I would like, as we said before, it'd be nice to see if we can get a little more uh, action in the running game. Uh, see if Luke Flowers can get. You know, he's got some that bursting speed as well, and he can get going. But you know. Hopefully we get a big game out of Justin Ray, Andrew Harp again. They were critical to last week's uh, uh, victory over the Muller Crusaders. Well, I'm looking down on the field, and Lenny's ready to talk to head coach Doug Ramsey. Let's head down on the field now, and uh, Lenny, take it away. Thanks, Mark. I'm joined on the field by older head coach Doug Ramsey. And such a great game and effort last week. Again, Muller, you needed the win, and you got it. Yeah, we did. You know, I... Total Kids is really proud. Uh, you know, when you think about the situation we're in two and four, and there was a lot of times during that game that, you know, it didn't look good for us. And our kids kept fighting, and, you know, we found a way to win the game. So I'm uh, really proud of, of the effort and what they did. Now, one of the things that was key from where we were sitting is, is the special teams, obviously, the kickoff returns and the extra points. Yeah, you know, um, you know, last week, uh, Matt Isley and Danny Mose really put a big effort on on the kickoff return. We've been horrible at it, and uh, they put a big effort to it. And I think it really paid off. And then, you know, we did a good job. You know, Samari Freeman was killing their right guard and creating a, a lane for our guys to run through, and we were able to block a couple kicks. Yeah, I mean, Flowers had over 200 yards in the third quarter alone. Yeah, that's right, because it was funny. I said at the club, you know, you never would have imagined. You watch our first three kickoff returns, you never would have imagined we'd have been over 200 yards rushing but all right receiving yards or return yards but uh, but yeah it was uh, it was a great second half of kickoff returns one thing that we noticed too is the fact that you used you know obviously there were a lot of players that got in the action you know justin ray you had a lot of different players that that made contributions well yeah and that's the thing now you know the last couple of weeks teams 
Lions have been doubling Drew. You know, and, and they were trying to play Andrew Harp with a, uh, you know, a guy five inches shorter than him, leaving him one-on-one and pressing him. And, and Andrew had a great game. And, and we finally got Justin going. Justin's kid just got to get a little bit more confidence. You know, you saw he, he had a chance to score a touchdown, doesn't catch it. And then he fumbles, and and I'm freaking out. Like, eh, we can't play him. And we take him out the rest of the half. And then halftime, we settle him down, talk to him, and he goes back out and has a big a big reception for a touchdown. And so that's the thing. We got to have contributions from from everybody to be successful. He's got that different type of speed. You know, he turns it into overdrive. Too. Yeah, he's fast. You know, we, we talk about there's 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 slow, and then there's there's ultra fast, and then there's fast. And he he's in the fast category. Now, uh, obviously, tonight's game a familiar Cincinnati face on the sidelines of Ron Collie. Yeah, yeah, John John uh, Rodenberg. Uh, me and John are good buddies. That's kind of how we set this up. We we're both kind of in search of a game and. And I, you know, I called him up, and uh, and they're, they're willing to, to play a two-game series. So, it, you know, it's a good game, good team, good program. State champs last year, undefeated this year. So, another big test. So, what should we look for from them? They've got good quarterback play and uh, good receivers too. Yeah, well, more than anything, they got a humongous offensive line. They they want to run the ball down your throat. You know, uh, I believe the smallest offensive lineman they have is 290. Um, you know, so so they're a big big team up front and. Uh, and they want to, they want to hammer you, and so uh, so we got to do a good job of we we, we got to get them off schedule early. We can't they can't you know, we can't have it second and five and, and those kinds of things. First down, we got to make some plays. Well, this is another game like you know like Mueller was. All these teams seem to have bigger bigger guys. Yeah, and that's that's been the the, the, the theme this year. You know, we're not very big, but everybody else seems extra big this year for some reason. Now, health wise, how are we doing? We're good. We're in good shape. All right. Well, thanks, coach, and good luck tonight. You're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show on the Preps. Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schoester, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schoester Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schoester, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Elder Football and Sacred Heart Radio is supported by Affordable Concrete Specialists. ACS Concrete is the west side specialist of all small concrete jobs. Nobody else wants to do no job too small. 513-305-6777. 513-305-6777. I am Father Larry Tharp, pastor of Sacred Heart in Fairfield. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. 
It's time for the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by the Urology Group, the Lucian Schuster team with Morgan Stanley, Hoving Realtors, Brosart Pharmacy, Fuller Information Systems, Bronze Roost, Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker Realty, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Joseph Chevrolet, Wardway Fuels, Robert Jones Plumbing, Red Wing Shoes, Artist Senior Living Bridgetown, Hemlock Hills Cabin Rentals of Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, Cooper Electric, and Rooster's Wings. And now, let's go down on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. Well, good Friday evening and welcome. I'm Len Harvey along with Phil Bengal. It's week number eight of the 2021 high school football season. And tonight, we are back at the pit again at Elder High School for the Prep Sports Radio Network. Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week live around Cincinnati. You're hearing us on Sacred Heart Radio and around the world at Sacred Heart Radio app at ehsports.com. Tonight it's Elder taking on their 3-4 and four against the 7-0 and oh Indianapolis Ron Colley Royal. So the last week Elder won a shootout with Muller with an overtime 59-58 to 58 as Andrew Harms got a touchdown in overtime while David Maurer added the extra point after Muller's attempt was blocked. The Ron Colley Royals come in at 7-0 and oh after beating Bloomington North last week 56-13. to 13. They are coached by Cincinnati native and LaSalle grad John Rodenberg. He's in his second season after going 13-1 last season, winning the Class 4A championship. He previously won titles with Moeller back in 2012 and 2013. Tonight's Wardway Fuels game time temperature is 73 degrees. Wardway Fuels provides heating, oil, and propane for the home or business and heating needs. Gas grills and pool supplies are also available, including parts and service. Wardway Fuels located at the corner of Glenway and Bridgetown Road at 513-574-0061. Wardway Fuels, proud supporters of tonight's broadcast. Elder comes in. They are all purpled out. They've got their purple pants, the purple shirts, and the elder across the chest in white with the white helmets, the purple stripe. Ron Kelly comes in with the white jerseys, the white pants, red across the chest, the red numbers. They are going to be led by their quarterback, and that's going to be Aiden Leffler, six foot three senior uh, quarterback, is going to lead the way. Elder needing another win here. They are three and four coming in, but just a huge win last week against Muller, which uh, really puts them in a good position to be in after winning last week. Phil, it was just uh, it was awesome, awesome game. And we're having some uh, technical difficulties. Getting Phil up here. Let's see. I guess we'll work on that. Phil is uh, having some uh, technical difficulties, but the Panthers will receive. It'll be Luke Flowers back deep. Let's see. We got you now. I think so, yep. Okay, yeah, we're good yeah, now. We're I don't good know now. What happened. we got to check that. Uh, we're good now. Yeah. So, basically, last week, that game, too, put Elder in the driver's seat as far as hosting a playoff game, possibly. You know, that's a big Harbin point win. Tonight could be another big one that really affects the postseason. So, I mean, obviously, you're still looking at the, the position where the Panthers have two more games after this, but that game last week really rocketed them up to, I think, six or seven in the Harbin points. 
Luke Russell will kick it off going from left to right from Ron Colley. And the Royals will get it. It's on the ground. They get it away from Flowers. It's going to come up at the 20, 25. And across, it's going to be Will Jansen, I believe, across the 39-yard line. So the Panthers get uh, check that. That was number 49 for Elder, and that was Joshua Dugan getting the uh, carry on the up back there. But it looked like they watched some film, and they kicked it away from Luke Flowers. Still having some technical, but it's a first and 10 at the 35-yard line for the Panthers. We've got two wide receivers to the right side. We've got a shotgun in Ben Hamilton, a first and 10. They're marking at the 35-yard line. Three wide receivers to the left side, and now it's going to be Hamilton to run it across the 35, and he is stacked up uh, by Tyson Garrett and company for Roncalli. And right now it's a second down and eight at the 37-yard line for the Panthers. And this game tonight is going to be one where Elder's offense comes in after so many big advantages last week and just really getting some confidence on offense. And therefore, the Panthers should hopefully start rolling here a little bit, get that ball in the air, and they're going to spread it out here right away. Second out at eight at the 37-yard line. We've got two wide receivers to the right and three to the left in an empty backfield for Hamilton. And he steps back at his 30, looking to throw, and throws it complete to Broxerman across the 45 to the 46-yard line. And the Panthers get a first down. And Broxman was a guy whose name we didn't call a bunch last week, but he was he can be somebody who gets involved. I mean, you had so many different options through the air that the Panthers were using. And last week, Andrew Harp had a huge football game. So, you know, again, Ron Colley, watch tape. You already mentioned it once. They're not yeah. kicking at the flowers. And at the same time, too, they're probably going to be wondering where 16 is. Well, 16 is off to the left side. We've got two wide receivers to the right side. Going to go in motion with Kirch. They go shotgun on this first and 10 at the 46. Give it to Flowers across the 45, and he is stacked up right in the back, and he's stacked up by number 17, Andrew Ball. Uh, the safety made the tackle. And he came up and made, made a nice play, Andrew Ball, with just reading that and breaking down with Flowers. A couple of different guys did a, a good job getting around that edge. Elder tried to set it and just couldn't own it there, and Flowers had to make a cut before he really got in too far. It'll be a second down and nine from the 47-yard line. They've got uh, setting up with three wide receivers off to the right side, two to the left side with 10.08 to play here in the opening quarter. And setting up is Hamilton back at his 40. The shotgun looking to throw, complete to Ramsey at the 49. A gain of a couple, but again, he's stacked up right at Tyson Garrett. Came up to make the tackle for Ron Colley. The Royals doing a good job so far. And Elder's offense last week was a little bit slow developing before they started getting all those big plays. So nothing to panic about. I mean, this is a very third and six, very manageable down for the Panthers in the middle of the field. Third and six, as you mentioned, at the 50 with 9.35 to go in the first. Shotgun for Hamilton. Three wide receivers to the right looking. Now stepping up. He's got the rush coming. Throws and it's complete to Brosterman, but he's going to get to around the 46 yard line, and that's going to be short of a first down by a couple of yards. As Gabe Horn makes a stop for Ron Colley on that one, he did a good job of, of really wrapping up on that tackle. But you're in a spot here, Len. I mean, I think you know, you go for it at this point. I mean, you're in the middle of the field, so you're not really going to lose much here. And go ahead and see it's just a, it's a fourth and short, see if you can pick it up. Fourth down and two. They mark it at the 46-yard line. One wide to the right, one to the left. 
They've got Ramsey in at quarterback now. He's going to line up around the 45-yard line. Bad snap. It's going to take Ramsey all the way back to the 30, and then some. He's going to he's going to get it right around the 24-yard line. A loss of a bunch, and that is going to be big stuff for Ron Colley. They'll get a good stop for the first uh, their first possession. Yeah, Elder looked Elder motioned basically into putting Ramsey back so that he could do that rugby-style kick, and the snap just came out just too hot, just too high. And then typically how those things work, just when you're thinking we're not going to lose that many yards here, we'll just get a little bit of a, a punt going, that one rolled like crazy away from, from Ramsey. He wasn't able to get it. And they'll take it at the 24, first and 10. They go shotgun with Leffler, the quarterback. Two wide to the right, two to the left side. They go in motion, setting up to the right, and now the give is to the running back up the middle to around the 21-yard line. That's going to be carried by Hansen, number 27. Good job by the Panthers coming up and making the tackle, holding in for the Panthers on that one with a couple other guys. But really, Elder's got to be looking for the run here. Second down and eight. They'll mark it at the 22 after a two-yard gain. Three wide receivers to the right. They go in motion with Gallagher to the left side. They wind up with two wide to the left. And now the give again up the middle. That's going to be number 27. And that's, again, he's going to carry it right around to the 15-yard line. That's Hanson. And Hanson does a good job there. When caring for a loved one with memory care issues, you need a partner like Artist Senior Living, 5799 Bridgetown Avenue. And you can give them a call at 5832-1597. Here's another carry up the middle on the third and one. And let's see if they got the first down, Phil. It depends on where they mark it. I mean, Alder definitely got to push back. And it looks like it's going to be – it's either right on the spot or it's going to be just a little yet. And they're going to say it's short. So it'll be fourth down, and one. I imagine they go for it here too. Yes, I mean with the big guys they have up front, a big offensive line, you know, going 290 plus uh, across the front. One guy, you know, coming in at 280 on, on the right side. They should be able to pick this up. And they'll set up with the quarterback, and it's Leffler at shotgun. He's got to the left side. It's Luke Hansen, too wide to the right. He's going to carry it himself. Leffler does. He's got the first down, and he gets to the, about the 11-yard line, a gain of four. So it'll be first down and 10 at the 11-yard line. Make it, make it the 12-yard line. And let me finish off here. When caring for a loved one with memory cares, you need a partner like Artist Senior Living. 5799 Bridgetown Avenue. They understand when a person's memory fades, the core of a person's identity and their passions remain the same. That's the foundation of the Artist's Way. Artist Senior Living in Western Hills. Schedule a visit, 832-1597. First and 10 at the 12. Two wide receivers to the right, two to the left for Roncalli. And now... The uh, give again. It's a quarter. It's going to be the running back to the five-yard line. That's Luke Henson again, carrying it and uh, getting a good good push from the offensive line there. After the uh, on the fourth down, where Ramsey couldn't get it, it went back about 25 yards and wound up going backwards instead of forwards. So now we've got a second and four from the six for the Royals. Three wide receivers off to the right, one to the left side. They will go shotgun with Leffler to his right is Henson. They go in motion with Gallagher to the left. And now looking to the right, looking to throw to the back of the end zone, and he throws it over over the receiver right around Michael Gallagher, and that went too far. And Leffler, that's only about his 145th pass attempt this year. Doesn't really throw the ball a ton, uh, but has racked up about 1,288 yards, but at the same time, rushing. So we, we got Luke Hansen. I mean, he averages almost seven yards a carry 
comes in with 544 total yards and almost 80 carries on the season so far. Three wide to the right and one to the left. Third and four at the six for Roncalli. They go in motion to the right. The throw, the quick screen to the right side. Inside the five, into the end zone, the touchdown. That's Luke Henson. Hansen rather, gets the touchdown, and that will be of six yards. Ron Colley does an, a, a very efficient job of blocking on the outside with their receivers and allowing Hansen to just get the corner, just get around that edge and get to the end zone. So Ron Colley comes out, strikes first, moves the ball, takes advantage of that short field, gets on gets on the board, you know, and that's key. When you're playing a big road game like this, you, you travel on the buses, it's nice to get the first score. Looking to add the extra point is Russell, and the kick is up, and this one is good. So with 6.16 left in the opening quarter, it's Ron Colley. The Royals leading it 7-0 over Elder. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet, proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. We're the Tri-State's fastest-growing Chevy dealer and pre-owned superstore, plus lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Introducing our brand-new state-of-the-art Kelsey Collision Center, repairing all makes, all models, and working with all insurance companies, plus our newly expanded certified service center. From our elder family to yours, go Panthers, Altiora. Visit us at KelseyChev.com. Welcome back to the pit. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal, and the Ron Colley Royals strike first over Elder. A 7-0 lead after a six-yard touchdown pass uh, to Luke Henson. He went into the end zone after uh, a bad snap on a on a fourth down and two for the Panthers, and that really led the way. Only a 24-yard drive. Pretty easy there. Like we said, last week the Panthers a little slow developing and they've been like that a couple of times on their offense so hopefully this time they're able to sit down talk about it talk about what what ron Colley brings the other thing though that ron Colley differs compared to moeller is last week moeller had a lot of big guys and a lot of speed ron has got more they got a lot of big guys and their speed is about equal to elders so if elder can get that under control on offense it can make some big plays again luke russell will kick off again going from left to right for Roncalli. And now the kick is off to the side. It's going to be into the end zone. Let's see. Nope, can't take it out of the end zone there. Chris, was that Chris Camera back there? Let's see who's, uh, check that. That was number 85, not 25. And that was Conley, leave on that one. So, it, yeah, Evan Conley, I think, uh, with the return there. So, Tough break for the Panthers, but they got to get back on track here. They'll have the football at the 20-yard line, needing to go 80 yards. A lot easy, a lot harder than doing the 24-yard ride that uh, Ron Colley did. So we have a first and 10 at the 20. Two wide receivers off to the left side and one to the right. Shotgun, it's, it's going to be Hamilton. He's got Ramsey in the backfield. Ramsey's sitting in there, too. And now Hamilton looking. He was going to pitch it and does to Ramsey across the 20, 25, and he's out of bounds at the 28-yard line, a gain of eight on first down. That's nice to see. You use, use Hamilton's ability to run up the gut and his speed and use Ramsey's on the outside. And, two, it's a different look. It's a look that Ron Colley really hasn't gotten on film. So the Panthers see some success with it. You could, you could see them rolling with it throughout the evening. Second down and one. They actually gave him nine yards on that. Andrew Harp will go to the right side along with Ray. They'll set up with Ramsey this time. Second down and one from the 29, and Ramsey's going to keep it. 
Ramsey across the 30. He's got the first down, gets to the 35-yard line. So the Panthers have a first and 10 at the 35-yard line. Kelsey Chevrolet is your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud supporter of Elder Sports on the radio. Now at Kelsey Chevrolet, lifetime powertrain protection. See Walt Kelsey or Paul Cluxon at Kelsey Chevrolet, Route 50 in Lawrenceburg, or Kelsey Chev, chev.com. 5.52 remaining here in the opening quarter, 7 nothing. Ron Colley, the Panthers have a first and 10 at the 35-yard line. Mikey Kirch goes in motion to the right. Two wide receivers now to the right. And now Hamilton looks to throw to the right. Complete. It's Ramsey, and he gets to the 40-yard line. A gain of five on that first down. That's Michael Headwood finally makes a tackle uh, for Ron Colley out there. And, and prior to that, on that last play, the owner's like one block or two away from really springing a big play. So as they continue to watch this this scheme that's a little bit different than what Moeller brought last week in the game, they'll make adjustments and they'll, and they'll get those big plays like they had last week or get those big breaks that really open up the passing game. And a second down and five at the 40-yard line, setting up with 5.05 remaining here in the first. Shotgun formation, it's Hamilton. They go, Yakos Georges is in the game, and he goes, looks at it, and it's going to be Flowers to get it on the pass from it's crossed the 45 to the 49-yard line, a gain of nine yards and a first down for the Panthers. Good blocking downfield, Mikey Kirsch and, and uh, Andrew Harp uh, on that one, and we had two guys kind of go over the friendly confines here at Elder High School. We, you know, <laughs> we all know it very well, but uh, Ron Colley, Royals player, just he found out about it on that one. That was uh, Johnny Roeder on that. He. He got caught up with Mikey Kirsch, who just ran him over to the sideline. And by the time they got there, <laughs> there's just there's just too many people. But good blocking downfield. Elder picks up the first down and is able to get back where they were before when the drive stalled right at the 50. First and 10 at the 50-yard line. They set up. They go harp in motion to the right. Shotgun set up. And it's Hamilton. Now they move. Everybody's kind of moving around. They got Ramsey to the left, and now it's going to be to the right. And Ramsey gets it, carries it across the 50, and he's going to be into Roncalli territory at the 46-yard line, a gain of four after that quick pass yeah, over to Ramsey. Nice play there by the Panthers. Really stacked it up like it looked like it was going to be something right up the gut. Had Mikey Kerr sitting right behind the center and just moving some guys around, and all of a sudden you just get that quick leap to Ramsey into the flat and that fast dump off for a quick pickup. Again, like Florian always said, when he would do these games, a good first down play can really open open up your uh, offense. And the Panthers are going to have to take a timeout here. Yeah, 4-17 remaining here in the first quarter. We'll take a quick timeout. 7 nothing, Ron Colley on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Sometimes we take electricity for granted. I think we forget about the safety of our home's electrical wiring. There's a home electrical fire in America every eight minutes, which is why Cooper Electric has a home electrical test called Current Safe. They test for faulty wiring, failing components, hidden fire hazards. Cooper Electric's Current Safe will help reduce the risk of fire and eliminate shock hazards. And Current Safe is the best test after a lightning strike. Cooper makes it easy. They offer an in-home consultation, and they won a Super Service Award in 2011. You'll be impressed. Cooper Electric, 513-271-5000. Schedule your home to be current safe. Welcome back to the pit. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal, 
We are now at 4.17 left in the first quarter. Ron Colley, the Royals score, and a six-yard touchdown, and they lead it 7 to nothing. But the Panthers have a second and six from the Ron Colley 46-yard line. Three wide receivers to the left, two to the right, empty backfield for Hamilton. Steps back at his 45 to throw. It's complete across the 40 to the 35. It's Andrew Harp to the 34-yard line. A gain of a dozen, and the Panthers have a first down. Andrew Harp, again, just, just running a nice route, getting across the middle at their, at their going upfield about 10 yards and just a hard inside. An elder, as they usually do by design, if somebody else kind of crossing there, so there should have been an exchange with the defensive backs for Ron Colley, but it didn't happen. So Harp's able to move that football uh, into, you know, a little bit further into territory under the 35 to pick up that big first down. First and 10 at the 35, three wide to the left side, one to the right. Shotgun is Hamilton. Mikey Kirch goes in motion. And now setting up, it's Luke Flowers going to get the carry inside to the round the 30-yard line, a gain of five on first down before he's stacked up by Tyson Garrett of Ron Colley. And there's that run and back from the Moeller game last week that Ben Hamilton broke a big one on. But then here, you know, Flowers again. It's just that misdirection where he's just kind of reading off the backside. Right now, Ron Colley's got it pretty well covered. But still, we're at, you know, the Panthers able to pick up four or five yards on it. They marked him a little short of the 30. So right around the 31, it is a second and six for the Panthers at the 31. 310 to play here in the opening quarter. 7-0 Ron Colley. Two wide receivers to the left, one to the right. They go Ramsey in motion, and now looking as Hamilton to throw. Back at his 39. Throws to Flowers to the right. Complete 25, and he's out of bounds at the 23-yard line. A gain of eight. That'll be enough for an elder Panther first down. Everybody downfield was covered, and Flowers sat just about three yards down just to the outside, right about at the numbers. Nice spot where, where Hamilton had a quick dump off, so he's able to pick up the first down, and this is what we talked about. Elder's offense, they're moving, they're gelling. And this is all they got to do. You don't have to make those. But last week was great with all the big plays, but this this is fine, too. They're uh, they're moving uh, Yako Georges in the game a little bit now on the right side. Two wide receivers to the left and a first and ten at the 23. Hamilton gives to Flowers. Flowers going to get it, but not much doing. Back, uh, probably lost a yard, got to the 24 yard line. It's Lucas Erickson making the tackle for Ron Colley. Ron Colley had that one really sniffed out and the Panthers have had some success with that run on the, coming off the backside. That one there, though, Ron Colley not fooled at all. So, like you said, yeah, Georges has been in. They're trying some different things on offense, some different guys blocking, but Elder comes out here in this next set. They really spread everybody out. They're going five wide. They got three left and two to the right. They go shotgun for Hamilton in the empty backfield. Back at his 30, looking to throw. Russia coming, throw to the sideline, incomplete. But he was running for his life. He had Lucas Erickson right in his face. Yeah, basically on that play, I mean, there was nothing for Hamilton to do except throw that football away. I mean, he was being chased on that play by uh, Daniel O'Connor as well, who got the big push. And then Erickson, like you said, he was the guy who, who was able to provide that big pressure. So that's one you're going to take a look at to see where, where the – where the the miscommunication was on that play. Third down and 10. The ball spotted at the 23-yard line. 2.18 to go in the opening quarter. Ron Colley has a 7-0 lead. They're going to line up with Justin Ray, and they've got Harp to the wide to the left. They've got three wide receivers left, and it's Hamilton with an empty backfield looking to throw, looking left side, looking for Harp. Double team in the end zone, and it's incomplete. Almost intercepted in the back of the end zone by number two, Gabe Horn. 
tried to throw that one up. Like you said, it looked like it was going to be a jump ball. That ball was was sailing out there because Hamilton was under pressure again. He wasn't able to step up in the pocket and make as good of a throw as he probably wanted to. But as soon as Harp went to that area, there came the double team. So that that's the scouting report right there. So now it's going to be a matter of what the coaches are going to do. They're going to look at the, the film on the sideline that they can and figure out, okay, who left? Who's our next read on that? Who's the guy? So, you know, Ben, we can tell Ben Hamilton, you know, this is the guy you want to take a look at, look off Harp, and, and, and look down the field for this one. So a fourth and ten at the 23-yard line. Panthers are going to go for it. They go five wide, three to the left, and now actually one to the right. Mikey Kirch comes in to block. Look out. Here comes Hamilton. He's got time, though. He throws it in the end zone, and this one is going to be in the back of the end zone incomplete. So it'll be Roncalli will take over on downs at the 23-yard line, but uh, – Again, the empty backfield doesn't seem to be working for the Panthers. Not said, anybody there to block. Yeah, nothing really there. And, and, you know, Coach Ramsey's talking to Ben Hamilton right now about, you know, where to put that football on those types of throws, like where to try to make it so that it can be a, a playable ball, but a ball that, you know, your guys aren't going to be able to, you know, the other guys aren't going to be able to get to. So Ron Colley takes over after an elder drive was moving and then stalls out. They'll have it at the 23-yard line. They've got four wide receivers. They set up with the quarterback, and that's going to be Leffler. And now it's going to be up the middle this time and uh, across the 25-yard line. Looked like Hanson again. Let's see if uh, – actually, that's uh, that's uh, Caden Gore with the carry for Indianapolis Roncalli. He's another guy, Caden Gore. I mean, they got three guys, Hanson, Leffler, and Gore, all of 79, 60, and 55 attempts this year. Gore's got about 473 yards. Second down and eight from the 25-yard line, a minute 35 to go. They go in motion to the right side, setting up, and now looking to throw. It's complete across the 29-yard line, so a gain of about four, but a good defensive play by the Panthers. Chris Camera, uh, he stopped Kyle Lockhart from getting any any momentum. Lockhart's one of their big receivers with 33 catches on the season, but that Chris Camera showed that closing speed. That he saw that play, and he went and made a quick read. Four wide receivers for Ron Colley. They go shotgun with a third and three at the 30-yard line. Quarterback Leffler looking to the sidelines and trying to see what they're doing. Pointed to his helmet, and now they're all pointed to their helmet. Down to 55 seconds left in this third and three. And now they got to get two delay a game i believe they couldn't get something going a false start yeah somebody moved they're gonna get a false start on it because the delay a game was coming so they were like very antsy up front as they were trying to make that call so ron collie's been trying to do a, a little bit of a no huddle offense and then at times they come up make a card count see if anybody bites to pick up that easy five and then they looked at the sideline for the actual call and that was the problem on that play is the actual call took too long to get in Third and eight from the 25. Two wide receivers to the left, two to the right side. Shotgun formation is Leffler. Leffler go. They go in motion with Longhart. And now back is throw. And it is almost intercepted. That would have been a pick six. And just missed it for the Panthers. Uh, unfortunately, just missed that Nicholas Coleman. Yeah, it was, it was a big, big rush. They were letting guys in. But the problem was his elder wasn't necessarily... Uh, falling behind on that one. So Coleman with, like you said, almost a big pick six. Fourth down and eight at the 25-yard line. They'll set up back, and it's going to be number 55. Going to look to uh, pump this one away, and that's Levi Whistler back at his 10-yard line. 
And now ready to set up on the fourth and eight at the 25. And now here comes the punt, and this is going to be a good kick. Taking Luke Flowers back, fair catch at the 33-yard line. So a good kick gets that all taken care of. Is your phone system putting your business on hold? You can cut your costs, get features like text, video meetings, and cloud storage, and pay less than you're paying now. Call Elder Grad Tom Walter at Fuller Information Technology for a free evaluation, or check them out at the web at fullerinfotech.com. 32 seconds remaining in this first quarter. The Panthers trailing 7 to nothing, And let's see, this will be their third possession, Phil. They the, the first drive stalled, same with the second drive down around the 20-yard line. So Elder right here, you know, get a good play to start this drive and then probably, you know, talk about it, take that extra time here and go on to the second quarter. And they will set up now with a first and 10 at the 32-yard line. And now we get a flag down, and it looks like uh, both sides a little false start on the Panthers. That will move this back. Portions of tonight's game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder Grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. First and 15 now for the Panthers at the 27-yard line. Panthers need some uh, momentum here, down 7 to nothing, but it's, it's one of those things, Phil, I think you're right when you said, Speed is not going to be the concern of the Panthers tonight on either side. I think it's uh, three wide receivers to the to the right looking as Hamilton back at his 19. Throws to Harp. It's completed the 30-yard line, and he is hit immediately right around uh, the, there, and that's uh, Daniel O'Connor making the tackle. Yeah, quick hit. Almost gets him back to the sticks, but we'll see if the Panthers are going to try to run one here. But they look like they might be walking to the side. Well, the Panthers are going to call one in. Let's see if they can get it off with 10 to go here. Yeah, it's a second down and 11 at the 31, down to five seconds. Let's see if they can get to the line here. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Down to two, down to one, and that'll do it. That is the end of the first quarter of play with the score. Roncalli Royals seven and the Panthers nothing. We'll take a timeout of the Prep Sports Radio Network. This is Bill Hemmer, Fox News Channel, elder class of 83. No one forgets their first time in the pit, and neither do I. And today, with technology, I can catch every elder football game, no matter where in the world the news takes me. The Prep Sports Radio Network and ehsports.com. Altiora and Go Panthers. Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue in Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last, it's Skyline time. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Welcome back to the pit. It is second quarter action. The Panthers trailing 7 to nothing. They will have the football on a second and 11 at the 31-yard line. Panthers trying to get it. Their third possession. They uh, the first possession. They wound up fumbling. Well, a bad snap led to the first touchdown. A 24-yard drive. A six-yard touchdown pass to Luke Henson. And that's where you are. Seven nothing. They'll set up a second and eleven from the 31. From left to right they go. 
and looking as Hamilton throws to Ramsey. Ramsey completed the 27, but a loss of about four on that. The tackle by Tyson Garrett on that one. Now, what's nice about uh, tonight, Phil, the farm is going to donating some food here up in the press box. So make sure you go to the farm. It's open for dine-in buffet and carry it every Tuesday and Thursday and most Fridays and Saturdays from 445 to 745. Come by yourself or reserve a group birthdays, anniversaries, etc. but the farm is taking care of us tonight here in the press box. Yes, and it's always great food, so if you get a chance to get out there, make sure you do and, and support them. Third and 14 at the 28, looking is Hamilton, the throw to Ramsey, completed the 32-yard line, but he is met immediately by Andrew Baugh making the tackle, and that's going to be a fourth down coming up, and the Panthers will be having to punt this football away. Yeah, just not able to get really anything going there coming out into the quarter. Ron Colley did a great job sniffing the first one out, so it looks like Elder will go with a traditional punt here. And they will set up with Michael Hedgewood back deep at his 30, and it's Ramsey looking, and he's going to kick it, and he bounces. That's a good kick inside the, the 20. It's still bouncing. And it's right around the 15 to the 13 and still rolling at the, looked like a, the 11-yard line. Andrew Harp carried it. So great job by by uh, Ramsey with that rugby-style kick. Yeah, and, and that's what the Panthers need on those types of kicks. You do need that extra roll. I mean, the biggest deal is that not always is it going to be a booming kick. So like last time, when uh, when when Weisler kicked for for Ron Colley, his punt was high, and, and Flowers had to, you know, take that as a fair catch. But this one here is one of those ones that maybe you come up and, and try to field, or you don't. So those rolls help. They'll mark it at the twelve yard line. A first and ten at the twelve for Ron Colley. Three wide receivers to the right side. Setting up in the backfield, they've got uh, number twenty seven is Luke Henson in the backfield, and now. The give to him. He's going to cross the 10 to around the 15, the 14-yard line. Finally is is where they stop it. Liam McKenna making the tackle for the Panthers. And this is kind of what we thought that this game would be like coming in is the simple fact of that Ron Colley runs the football a lot. I mean, they probably run it, you know, three times to their one pass. We've already seen that in this game. And that's what Elder's been managing. And that's why it's a 7 to nothing game. It's not like last no, week's shootout. Second and seven from the 15-yard line with 10-12 to play in the second. The give again, and this time across the 15 to the 16-yard line. A gain of maybe a yard or, or two by Henson. And the Panthers, with a th- it'll be a third and five coming up for Ron Colley. Ron's Restaurant and Roost, the West Side tradition. Uh, Ron Roost Restaurant and Pub, and they're proud to support elder football. Besides the city's best fried chicken, the Roost also features barbecued ribs, and they're on Race Road in Bridgetown, Ron Roos. It's clucking good. Third and five at the 17-yard line. Roll to the right is Leffler. He's looking to throw, and it is complete across the 30-yard line, right around the 31 to Kyle Lockhart. And the Panthers uh, was uh, right in front of Cameron Morgan. Yeah, Cam Morgan made the tackle on Lockhart, but not after he really did an excellent job catching that football on the sideline and a good pass by Leffler. So there's your one pass. All right, let's see how many runs we get in between the next, before the next one. Well, there's movement on the Panthers there. Unfortunately, going uh, Liam McKenna with, was a little too quick in the well, neutral zone. And there's what we talked about. They're going to come out. They're going to no huddle it. And the first thing they're going to do is hard count. Just see if they can pick up a free five and then set the play in. So right there, now they're looking at a first and five, which really makes this an easy set of downs. Yeah, it's a first and five at the 35. Kind of talking about what Coach Ramsey we didn't want to have happen here. Two wide receivers to the left. They go Leffler shotgun formation, setting up. 
with 9.33 to play. And now it's left with a throw. It's complete across the down. And it's going to be in for a touchdown. 65 yards to the end zone. And it's uh, Kyle Lockhart. And it's 13-0. Just so, like that. And so they go back, you know, back to back, getting the ball out there. They saw something that they liked with Lockhart. Morgan was just a step behind and wasn't able to really catch up from there. So quick hit right at the start of this quarter. And, and right away, Ron Colley opens this game up to two scores. Yeah, that was a good pass and a good run. You knew it. as soon as he broke the defense of Kyle Lockhart uh, getting the touchdown of 65 yards. And with 9.24 remaining here in the second quarter, getting ready to add this extra point is Russell. There's the hole. The kick by Russell is up, and this one is good. 9.24 remaining, second quarter. It's 14-0. Ron Colley will take a timeout of the Prep Sports Radio Network. Support for Elder Panther football is from Cliffview Resort and Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals. Immerse yourself in the natural beauty and serenity of Kentucky's Red River Gorge. However large or small your group, and no matter what conveniences you're looking for, you'll find a clean and comfortable stay at Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals or Cliffview Resort. Proud sponsors of Elder Panther Football. Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible, so to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click Donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. Welcome back to the pit, Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. It's quiet right now. It's 14-0 Ron Colley, and they've just done a great job of mixing it up. They, You know, it's funny. We talk about the run, but they've got two touchdown passes, uh, a small six-yard one, and now a 65-yard touchdown. Yeah, and uh, first pass, you know, they were able to throw it out to the flats and kind of let let their, let their the uh, Hanson get outside as blockers. But on that last one, I mean, that was just Lockhart just beating down the field, just kind of running, running just a, a little bit of a – of a post almost a short one and really getting to the middle logo and then just gone and they'll set up to kick this one off it's uh, russell will kick it off from right to left he goes he goes to the away from flowers although it's gonna be tried it flowers gonna try to get it anyway he does across the 15 to the 18 yard line uh right around the 19 yard line but not much doing there but uh they they did try to kick it away from him yeah, and they, they tried to, and then he came up and kind of losing his balance, falling forward to run the football. But there is some laundry on the field here. They haven't signaled yet, but I think it's going to be all, probably going against the Panthers. And we'll see if they've got a block in the back yep. here. Yeah, it's going backwards for the Panthers. So a 14-0 deficit. Now they're going to have the football. Uh, it's going to be a tough drive. Going to have to go 90 yards at least. We're going to move it out to the 8-yard line. So around 92 yards. The Underground Sports Shop provides the Prep Sports Radio Network with our great-looking shirts, jackets, pullovers, and hats, and they make your business organization look professional as well. The Underground Sports Shop, owner Sean Mason, supports elder football, 513-751-1662. First and 10 for the Panthers at the 8. It's Hamilton with the pitch to Ramsey. Ramsey going to try to get across. He gets to the 5-yard line, and that is it. There is a flag down, though, right at that. I don't know if they got the face mask on that or not. Might get a, I don't know, we'll see if, it, it, if there was a face mask either offensively or defensively because there was Roeder and O'Connell were right there, or O'Connor, I'm sorry, were right there for Ron Colley. It was a, you know, two guys yeah, bringing Ramsey mask. down. So, yep, so there we go. So a face mask penalty, so that's a little break for the Panthers because they lost a couple of yards on that carry, so that gives them a, at least a positive on it. Cause yeah, just nothing going there on that pitch, too. I mean, you know, Drew Ramsey turned that corner and really didn't have – anything going for him 
So Elder gets gets a bit of a break here. Gets the the, the short face mask penalty. Gets a little bit of a bre- little breathing room, but still, I mean, it's it's first and seven. So that helps yeah. getting a reset at the eleven. They'll mark it. It's Andrew Harp to the left side. They go one to the to the right side, and we'll go shotgun. And it's going to be Flowers. Nope, it's going to be Hamilton carrying it. Cam Hamilton across the ten to the thirteen yard line. A gain of a couple. It'll be second down coming up as Hamilton got a couple of yards on that. He decided to pull that one out of the gut, and he was looking for Ramsey on on a quick hit, just a real short pass over by the numbers. But he was covered up, so Hamilton tried to break it. But the size of this defensive line up front, they're doing a really good job of getting a push on Elder's O-linemen on plays like this so there aren't many lanes opening up. Second and five. The ball spotted at the 14-yard line. 8-15 and counting left in the second quarter. 14-0 Ron Colley. Justin Ray wide to the left side. They go three wide receivers to the right side. Shotgun for Hamilton, stepping back at his five, looking to throw. Steps up in the pocket and throws it. It is complete to Harp at the 20, to the 25. He's still on his feet to the 29-yard line. And what a play by Hamilton because he was about to take a sack and then got the pass off, and Harp had to go up and get it, but he did. Hey, he made a great play. Hamilton just staying in the pocket, stepping up and throwing what almost looked like to be a desperation pass, but Harp was able to pick up the first down and some because of poor tackling on Ron Colley's side. A couple of guys just slid off of him thinking that he would go down. Obviously, they didn't pay attention to that part of the film last week that Harp was able to get great separation using his size. Kluzman off to the left side. They've got two wide receivers now to the right side. Shotgun Hamilton on this first and 10 from the 30. Steps up at the 21. Throws complete to Harp right around the 40-yard line. Uh, 39-40 yard line, and the Panthers get nine on that. They'll mark it right at the 40, so it's a first down. Yeah, they're going to move the sticks on it. I, I agree with you, Lynn. The, the spot it looked like up here, they weren't going to, but they just waved them down, so they're going to move the sticks. So Elder with a quick pickup of first down here as that clock you know, is ticking slowly. I mean, we're only at the seven-minute mark here. Panthers have a chance to tap into that, that lead. I think they're realizing that Harp's getting some separation, and they've been doing it. Three wide receivers now to the left, one to the right. First and 10 at the 40 for the Panthers. Shotgun Hamilton now fakes, looks to the left to Ramsey, complete 35-40. And looking 45 and steps out at around the 47-yard line. He was looking for a little more than that, but still got seven. Had Mikey Kirsch and Harp on the outside blocking there. Ramsey actually ran up the back of Andrew Harp all the way over there on the sideline. But a good pickup. Picks up about six yards on that play for the Panthers. So the offense... Back where they've been, familiar territory, getting to the middle of the field. And we've seen drives stall out between here and the 35. So let's see what the Panthers can do. Second and four from the 46-yard line, 6.57 remaining in the second quarter. Two wide receivers to the left. Two to the, Make that three to the right, looking as Hamilton back at his 39. Throws. It's complete to Ramsey right around the 45 of Roncalli, right in front of Tyson Garrett, who made the tackle. Yeah, Tyson Garrett really got a good shot there and uh, for Ron Colley, Lucas Erickson was a little bit slow coming back, and Ramsey is slow to get up on the field. I mean, he took a pretty good shot there. Yeah, he did, and hopefully everything will be okay there with the first and 10 for the Panthers at the 45. With 622 left here in the second quarter, 14-0 they trail. We're going to take a timeout here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. 
Dave here. Is your phone service putting your business on hold? My friends at Fuller Information Technology, no businesses can't afford to pay for the things they don't need or use. That's why the experts at Fuller Information Technology work with you to personalize your phone service, giving you everything you need and nothing you don't. Let them help you save money and give your business the competitive edge you've been looking for. Check out Fuller Information Technology today. Good news. Ramsey goes off on his own power. 6.38 remaining, and they start the clock with a first and 10 at the 45. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Shotgun looking as, as Hamilton to throw, and it's complete to Flowers. Flowers going to get it to the 40. Nice move and gets to the 37-yard line. A gain of eight after a little stutter step before he's taken down by Gabe Horn. And that's one of those plays where he leaks out, and that linebacker has to make the decision. Am I going to go in coverage? Or am I going to go on that sprint towards towards Hamilton? And that's exactly what happened. Their linebacker could have covered Flowers, took off at Hamilton to get him to dump it off and hope that one of your safeties comes up to make that play. Ramsey's back in at wide receiver to the left side. They go shotgun, second and two from the 37. Flowers to the left of Hamilton at the 40, and now he gets the carry. Hamilton, he's going to get it to the 35 and still with it. Uh, they're going to move him backwards. Let's see where they finally mark it. He did get to about the 35-yard line, which would have been enough for a first down. That Joey Milto, who brought, brings him down on that play. Just a quick scoring update right now at the end of the first quarter. It's St. X on top of LaSalle, 21-7. Wow. Big game after St. X got beat uh, a week ago. Third down and one. The ball spotted at the 36-yard line. 5-22 remaining here in the second quarter. 14-0 Ron Colley with the lead over the Panthers, but the Panthers are driving it. They didn't give them the first down. They marked it at the 36, so a yard short, third and one here. They'll set up with Flowers to the right of Hamilton. They go one wide receiver to the left. The give is to Flowers, looking for some help, and now trying to get there, but did not. I think he got back to the line of scrimmage. They had to move the football to the 35, but it'll be fourth down coming up for the Panthers. Yeah, Daniel O'Connor and company make a play on that. They're just nowhere for Flowers to go. I mean, he basically turned that corner. He's almost looking at a, a, a team photo uh, of the Ron Colley Royals there. I mean, just no options. <laughs> You're right. And this will be the third time on a fourth down. They're going to try to go for it and uh, see if they can get a first down here. Fourth and one at the 36. It's Ramsey in the backfield with Flowers. Justin Ray is a wide receiver to the left side, and it's Harp to the right. Shotgun to Ramsey. Ramsey looks for blockers, going to go to the 35. 30, 25, there's a flag down, and he gets to the 20-yard line of Roncalli, but I think this one is coming back. That's a hold. That's coming right back, right where, right at the point of attack. They're going to call a hold. I mean, you could, I mean, it was close. It was definitely close, but they, they, they threw the flag in, and actually two flags came in, one from the – so – Panthers, unfortunately, not going to pick that up. But it's still fourth down. I mean, you still got an opportunity here if you want to go for it. But they think they're going to go ahead and, and bring out the punting unit. Yeah, it'll be a fourth uh, this time around, fourth and 11. I think they're going to where they're going to finally mark it. But they're putting it back to the 50. And Ramsey back at his 41. See where they're going to uh, – now they're – they're going to call a timeout, and with uh, 4.16 left, we'll, uh, we'll take a quick timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. I'm Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And while I'm proud to provide orthopedic sports medicine care to the elder Panther athletes, I want to remind all our listeners that Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is available for youth and recreational athletes as well. 
If you or your loved one has an injury that's affecting your active lifestyle, we can help you get back in the game. We are conveniently located at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999, and on the web at mercy.com. With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. Welcome back to the pit. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal back here on a Friday night with 4.16 left in the second quarter. Down 14 to nothing. The Panthers have a fourth and 10 at the 45 of Roncalli. They're going to be punting this one away. Back deep is number 33, Michael Hedgewood. He's back at his 10. Ramsey's going to kick this one. It's a short, and it's going to bounce a lot. It bounces to Hedgewood at the 10. He's across the 15. He's to the 20. Gutekunst gets him out of bounds at around the 23-yard line. So the Panthers looking to get a stop here, coming out with four minutes to go, and Ron Colley up 14 to nothing. You know, keep keep Ron Colley out of the end zone. Give your offense maybe another chance to, to get out there and force force Ron Colley's hand to get back to a punt. Last time they were able to do that when they had Ron Colley in this situation where they had them backed up. First and ten at the 24-yard line. 4:05 remaining in the second. It's Leffler quarterback. They'll go to the left side, and they've got Luke Hanson who scored a touchdown earlier. And now the pass again to Henson. Henson's going to be tackled in the backfield. And he's going to lose yardage back at the 16-yard line. Spinney and company uh, all in there. Yeah, good play by the Panthers just getting up and and making a nice read to really sniff that play out that that went for six the last time they ran that play. It'll be second and 16 from the 18-yard line. 340 remaining in the second. 14-0 Ron Colley. The Royals have the lead. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left side. Leffler, shotgun, calling it out and looking to throw, looking down the field, looking again for the big play, and it's incomplete this time, intended for Lockhart, and that time he went to the well one too many times. Yeah, that time Chris Cameron was step for step from the ball, was definitely too far downfield to, to be able to make a play on that, but the Panthers know that that's there so i mean that's something you got to be ready for that they want to throw that ball downfield so now elder makes some whole some changes uh with a couple of guys they know it's his third and 15 here at the 19 they mark it third and 15 as you said phil 323 remaining in this second quarter three wide receivers to the right one to the left now they're looking they have to throw so that's where you got you put in ramsey here too Setting up now with this third down and 15 from the 19-yard line. Calling it out as Leffler. And now Leffler looks to run, and he does. And there's a flag down in the backfield. He gets to about the 24-yard line where Bartley Thomas makes the tackle. But there's a flag down back. Yeah, Bartley Thomas and Maddox Arnold actually came up uh, and made first contact. And then a couple other guys, but there is a flag. So I think it's holding on Roncalli, but the Panthers are going to go ahead and decline it, and that's fourth down, and they're going to force another punt. Yeah. So they do exactly what we said. We, you know, you want to get the hand back in, get the ball back in the hands of your offense here. Now, last time, if you remember, Levi Whistler, he booted a ball, had a lot of hang time on it, uh, and some decent distance. So let's see if they can get another great kickoff again. Levi Whistler, number 55, will 
kick it off, kick it here at the nine yard line. Actually, right around the ten he is, and Luke Flowers is at his thirty nine yard line. So three oh three remaining here in the, in the clock continues to run. Here in the second quarter, 14-0 Roncalli. Here's the snap and the punt, and it's going to be a high kick. And Flowers again, fair catch at the 45-yard line. So the Panthers have a short field now at the 45-yard line and need to get something going. I would not be surprised, Phil, if they look to see if Justin Ray can get some separation. Yeah, try to get use some speed, try to get downfield, make a couple of quick passes and really get them on. Now the thing, too, is both teams have used the timeout. So Elder's got two timeouts, 249, plenty of time to get something into the end zone before this quarter's up. First and 10 at the 45 for the Panthers. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Now make that two. And now looking is Hamilton back at his 38 and throws it. It's complete to the sidelines right around the 47-yard line for the Panthers and and Drew Ramsey. So they get into Roncalli territory right around the 47. Joey Milto forces Ramsey out of bounds, but, I mean, he was kind of heading that trajectory anyway to stop the clock. It's it's definitely an eight-yard pickup, so a little bit short. But that was a good, quick quick pass right across the middle. Let Ramsey catch that ball in stride. And they mark it at the 47. Second down and two right around there. It's 243 remaining here in the second quarter. 14-0. Ron Colley with the lead. The Panthers trying to get on the board here before halftime as Ron Colley will get the ball first in the second half. Second down, two from the 47. It's Ramsey at quarterback this time. Ramsey's going to run it himself, 45, and he's out to the 42 of Ron Colley, a gain of five and a first down for the Panthers. Johnny Roeder makes a tackle for the Royals on that play. So Elder picks it up, moves it on to the right side of the 50, but 2.33 to go. Clock's rolling. Let's see if, if they try to maybe get a quick pickup, like you said, you know, hit Justin Ray or, or Harp, and they are. They're going to spread it out on this one. Spread it out with five wide receivers. Now Ray's to the left side. Got two wide receivers to the right. Shotgun is Hamilton looking right. Throws complete, incomplete. Oh, it's almost intercepted. Let's see. Do they get it? They're going to say it's an interception, and he's going to run it all the way back for a touchdown. I don't know if this one's coming back or not, Phil. I think that referee who was right there on the spot of the interception, he didn't ever signal that the ball touched the ground. He didn't say it. I thought it hit the ground. He didn't call his whistle. He didn't blow his whistle. Shied away from the call, and they let it continue. So if it stands, that's a Ron Colley interception for a touchdown. But that ball looked like it bounced. It did. It came off of Harp and then looked like it hit the ground. And then all of a sudden he just kind of – and, and Ramsey is not happy. Well, let's see. Yeah, because, I mean, it was right in front of the guy, and he just didn't blow his whistle. And they're going to go incomplete. ahead and call it incomplete right. on that one. So incomplete, 58-yard touchdown. Interception is nullified, but that, that's good news. Harp, one of the few times, didn't get his hands on well, it. Well, and the pass was – Harp was about a step ahead of the ball, so the pass kind of – you know, he's coming across the field towards the visitor sideline, and that ball went just over his left shoulder and just went right behind him. And Ron Colley almost makes a big play, but that ball definitely, I mean, that ball hit turf uh, and popped up. So the Panthers get it back, but it's second and ten. Second and ten from the 42-yard line. 2.04 remaining in the second. 14-0 Ron Colley. Three wide receivers to the left, two to the right. Shotgun Hamilton looking. The blitz comes. The throw to Ramsey complete at the 30, uh, at the 37-yard line is where he'll finally get it, a gain of five. It'll be third down coming up for the Panthers with a minute 52 and counting. And just shakes one tackler off on that one. Ramsey did right in the middle of the field, but then brought down right on the right hash mark. 
So the Panthers still with their two timeouts, though. So if they move, get a good play here, they might, you know, look to burn one and talk about it a little bit or let it roll. So the Panthers still have life. Five wide receivers again, a third and four at the 36. It's Hamilton back at his 40. He looks to throw, and it's complete. It's going to be Harp at the 30. And Harp is going, trying to get out of bounds, and finally does around the 26-yard line. I don't know. It looked like there was a face mask, too, there, Phil. And Johnny Roeder was in, in coverage, and he lost his footing on that one. I mean, he was covering Harp and just slipped. And therefore, Harp's able to get to the first down marker and pick it up, and he's going to get out of bounds, I think. They're going to stop that clock. Yeah, they did at a minute 20. It'll be at the 26-yard line is where they got him out of bounds. So the Panthers have a first and 10 from the 26. Two wide receivers to the left, and they go two to the right side. Hamilton, shotgun, back at his 28. Now looking to throw to the right side. It's complete to the sidelines right around the 20-yard line. That's Broxerman yeah, out there. It's hard to tell. It's all the way on the right side. And Broxerman does get it, so it's second down and three right around the 19-yard line. And that clock stopped again at 114. Broxerman, you know, that was a play Hamilton made on the run and moving and made it. And Broxerman makes a good catch under pressure because, I mean, he was hit the second that ball came in. So he held on to that football. So the Panthers still plenty of opportunity and plenty of time to get it in. But Ron Colley's going to take a timeout here to talk about it. Well, your health has always been a top priority to our partners at Mercy Health. Look for our student-athletes. They don't have to go far to see that in action. Athletic trainer Jeremy Jeffrey Fitz is always close by to help provide personalized care for our Panthers. And team physician Dr. Matt Bosom is just a phone call away for all sports medicine needs. Thank you for all you do to keep our Panthers student-athletes healthy. Mercy Health is a proud sponsor of high school sports. Coming up at halftime, it's going to be the Caldwell Banker Halftime Report. With the guys, it's Mark Bengal and, and Steve Bengal. No Tom Kennedy tonight. He's on assignment. Uh, he, he, yeah, this, this was a game, you know, compared to last week. I mean, he was definitely here for that that shootout. And this one here, 14 to nothing, a little bit of a different game. I mean, Ron Colley comes in as a different team. But we'll go ahead and see what the Panthers are able to do with the minute 14 here. Still both of their timeouts. So they're going to have an opportunity to possibly, you know, milk some clock here and punch it in. Look for them, though. Elders usually does a really good job of, of field awareness, so they know when they're at the sideline and guys know to get out of bounds instead of fighting for an extra half yard. It's more important to get out and stop the clock. Second and three from the 19. They go, again, five wide this time. Hamilton, shotgun. He's back at around the 24-yard line. Setting up with a minute 14 and now looking to throw. He's going to run it himself inside the 15. He's to the 10, and he's at it right around the 7-yard line. Got right in front of Tyson Garrett and got a good run there, and uh, that helped. They spread everything out, and, and actually it looked like Ron Colley was right about at the snap of the football. Two of their defensive backs were talking like, hey, man, you got to get out here and help me cover this. So they kind of adjusted, and then Elder took that run right up the middle, very similar at this distance last week against the Crusaders when Ben Hamilton scored on that run. First and goal from the eight. Three wide receivers to the left side. Hamilton looking to throw. He's got some time. Now he's going to step up, roll to the right, throw it in the end zone for Ramsey. A touch. No. He got about the one-yard line. All the way in the right corner. Very difficult for the press box to see that right corner. Yeah, he gets out of bounds. It was, it was right there, right, right at the... Right at the numbers. I mean, I'm sure if this was a Saturday or a Sunday, we'd be going back and seeing that that ball crossed the pylon, you know, because it was that close. I mean, it was right on that. But it's second and one. Panthers should easily be able to push just one into the end zone. 
and they'll see what they do here. They got Flowers in the backfield. They got Ramsey in the backfield. A second down and goal from the one. Ramsey calling out the signal. And now Ramsey's going to run it into the end zone. Let's see, did he get in? I don't see an official word yet. I think he's a little short. Yeah, they're going to mark him short there. The clock's ticking to the 30-second mark. So Elder's going to line up quick and just run this one right up the gut again. Third down and goal. They got Ramsey in the backfield with 24 seconds. Ramsey's going to take it himself again. This time gets a little push, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Panthers get on the board. So the last play, Ron Colley did a good job of when the hole opened up. They filled it, and they were able to get a stop. And on this one, their line tries to go down, basically to take all Elder's linemen and create like a, a dog pile. But Ramsey's able to push right over the top and get into the end zone. Great job by the Panthers to score here before the half. That is huge, too, because uh, Ron Colley gets the football first in the second half. So a 14-6 to six score right now. Auten Reeb will look to hold this one for Maurer. And just like usual, it is good. So with 19 seconds left in the first half, it is 14-7 now. Ron Colley over Elder will take a quick time out on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Portions of tonight's Elder game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. Welcome back to the pit. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal back here at Elder High School and the Panthers score on a one-yard touchdown run by Ramsey. But Phil, talk about what would have been devastating if that interception had had stood. Yeah, that would have been a real big turnaround there for the Panthers, find themselves down three scores. But now that they're looking at it, it's just a one-score football game. You know, Maurer kicking here should be able to put this one into the end zone as there's not really a breeze, as we saw last week against the Crusaders. So there shouldn't be much of a return. And then we'll see after that if Coach Rodenberg wants to run an offensive play or if he'll be happy to just take a knee and take the ball in the second half. Brandenburg and, and Henson will be back deep for Roncalli. And Luke, they'll set up now, and Maurer will look to kick this one off. And let's see if he gets this one in the end zone, and he does easily. It goes out of the end zone. So, again, he does a great job. Tonight's game is brought to you by Cooper Electric. They are proud to support elder football. Reliable service and prompt quality service. It's the hallmark of Cooper Electric's business. Upgrading your electrical service for your home or your business is easy with Cooper Electric. Cooper Electric at 513-271-5000. 19 ticks of the clock left. We'll see what they decide to do. Maybe run a couple, you know, run one play and see how they do. Or you never know. They might try to go uh, deep on this. Yeah, and it looks like, though, they're lining up. Just going to go ahead and take a knee. So uh, first and 10 at the 20, and they're just going to put this one on. And Leffler is just going to kneel it, and that will do it for the first half of play. It's, you know, a different type of exciting, Phil Bengal. Just a different type yep, of first half, but we'll Great take game. it. 14 to 7 at halftime. Don't forget, coming up at halftime, it's the Caldwell Banker halftime report. 513 922 9400 for Caldwell Banker. And listen to Mark Bengal and Steve Bengal. Coming up 14 7 at the half. Ron Colley over Elder will take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. A visit to a great Smoky Mountain paradise is just a click away at Hemlock Hills Resort Cabin Rentals.com. 
Planning a family reunion that needs an eight-bedroom cabin or just an intimate single-room cabin, HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com has it all. With cabins in Gatlinburg or rental units in Pigeon Forge, you'll be near all the best attractions. Fall and holiday seasons fill up fast, so reward your family with a mountain escape from HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Hello, I'm Father Jerry Reinersman, pastor of St. Joseph Parish in Cold Spring, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Support the team that supports elder football. Joseph Toyota, located on Coleraine Avenue. You can make your own deal, get the value of your trade-in, and... Buy online or in-store because their process is always easy, true, clear. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from Joseph Toyota. Joseph Toyota is closer than you think at 9101 Coleraine Avenue. For the latest offers on new and Toyota used certified vehicles, it's josephtoyota.com. Go team! Hey, Panther fans. The Urology Group wants to wish this year's team all the best for a successful season. The team works hard to make every game memorable. But what if your biggest memory of the game is standing in line for the restroom? If you're experiencing frequent trips to the restroom, the Urology Group can help. 513-841-7400 or at urologygroup.com. Proud to support Elder Football. And welcome back to the Pitt at Elder High School. It is halftime, and uh, Ron Colley is up on the Panthers 14-7. Exciting finish for the Panthers to get it into the end zone with just seconds left to go in the second quarter and draw within a score. And, uh, Steve, I have an odd remembrance. This game reminds me a lot of uh, back in the late 90s when Highlands came in, a highly talented and very strong team, and they pretty much controlled the game in the first half. They were up 14 to nothing, and, and I remember the Highlands people were really, really up on a high. Elder played well in that game. They just couldn't get things clicking and clicking. And, and at halftime, they went in, made some adjustments, and they came back and won the game uh, like 28 to 14, some, something of that nature. I, got, I can't remember the exact score. But it seems to me that Elder has, has been doing well offensively like they have all year long they've played this team very well plus even against the the big strong offensive line that ron collie has elders defense has done well just a you know the, the first score was a, a fluke thing with the the yeah, snap they, back and i mean they literally yeah. gave him that one so it's a short field 25 yards yeah so i mean i, I don't know I, I i have a good feel about the game i you know, they always say there's a long, that's why they play a ball. There's a long way to go here. And uh, Elder, I think, is, uh, is is making adjustments. And I tell you what, I, I'm standing uh, in the middle of the press box at the end of the uh, second quarter and the, the coaches were zipping out. You can just see they want to get down there and make adjustments and do, you know, hopefully they can get, get this thing turned around and uh, get out with a win. Because it's critical for... I mean, they're into playoffs and all that, but if you want to get some home field advantage playing here at the pit, this is going to be a big one for the Panthers uh, to knock off Ron Colley. And after 59 points last week, I to me, in the notes I was taking, it wasn't until the punt at the 313 mark of the second quarter when Elder's offense got the ball that they were able to put together a, a good drive to get themselves in the end zone. And that's the first time they were, they were doing some good things, don't get me wrong, but that was the first time that they really put together a good, strong 
drive reminiscent of, of a week ago. Right. They, they just look good. The defense has, has looked pretty good. I, I think this is a Ron Colley team that, that, like I was saying in the pregame, uh, the last 16 games, 10 of them, they've pushed a running clock. So, um, you know, it's a very – it's a powerful offense. Uh, you know, they, they – and uh, – you know, they like to run, but they score uh, quick because, you know, they're, they're getting up there with, with, their, with their points. So, you know, the defense on margin, you know, they had the, the one long pass play that got out, out you, know, to, you know, for the touchdown and, and uh, the short field 25 yards. Other than that, they kept them bottled up, uh, forced a couple punts. Um, and yeah, the indicators from what I'm seeing, the Panthers aren't looking bad. I, I, I think – and. The, the ending drive kind of gives you kind of hope for the second half, although uh, the uh, the Royals get the ball first in the second half. Uh, hope hope they can get a stop at the Panthers can. Right, and, and, and that's where you're going to see what adjustments each team made. You know, John Rodenberg, uh, you know, a good coach. He's won uh, two state championships at Moeller and won uh, the, the 4A title in Indiana last, last year. No slouch of a coach. You know, he's going to see what tricks he's got up his sleeve. And uh, Doug Ramsey, uh, he, you know, his opposite number on the other side, no slouch of a coach either. He, he's, you know, going to see, you know, what he does. And I think it's incumbent, uh, Elder, to uh, get a stop on, on this first drive and, and uh, kind of get their get their feet under them and, and uh, see what they can do offensively. Exciting atmosphere here. It's grade school night at Elder. Uh, kids from uh, all over uh, the population in uh, Horseshoe. And, yeah, I got, uh, I got three grandkids running around here. Uh, uh, you're seeing a lot of different colors from the grade school. It's really neat to see this. I can, I can see the youth bands ready to play some music. Uh, heck, the, the, the we need to keep these kids involved. Uh, the band needs to. I'm an old band guy. We need to get more members in that thing. But it's halftime, 14 to 7. Steve, before we take our first time out, let's go through some scores uh, throughout the area. And. Uh, the big game out on North Bend, the Battle of North Bend, the King of the Road trophy. Uh, you got St. X and LaSalle. St. X and LaSalle out on North Bend. Uh, these scores always at or near the half. Um, started out slow, uh, uh, and and uh, St. X finally, you know, kind of righted themselves from last week. And at you know, right around halftime, St. X is up now, twenty-eight to seven over LaSalle. So uh, they, they, you know, they're getting the bad taste of whatever happened last week. Out of their mouth. And GMC action, uh, Fairfield 14, Mason 13. Um, Hamilton was up early on Colerain, but uh, Colerain uh, rectified the situation, and they're now up 10-6 to 6 over Hamilton. We don't have a Lakota East uh, Oak Hill score yet, uh, but uh, Sycamore was up 13 to uh, nothing over Princeton, and uh, Princeton rallied uh, 21 uh, straight points, and uh, they're up uh, 21 13 over Sycamore, one of the games that you thought would be interesting in the, in the GMC. It looked to be the best one on paper. Uh, Baden uh, came into uh, this game in a GCL co-ed undefeated on the year. They were down 21-7. to It is now knotted at 21 uh, at or near the half. Alter over Fenwick, uh, 17 to nothing in the CHL action. Wyoming over Marymont, 6-3. Uh, Wyoming's owned, they have like a 50-game-in-a-row streak in, in the Cincinnati Hills League, some, some ridiculous thing like that. Marymount was up early, 3 to nothing. Uh, Wyoming, kind of, the Cowboys uh, kind of right at that ship. Reading 14, Taylor 7. 
Here's my upset special of, of oh, the, here we go. Upset special down, of the night. And up on Ebenezer Road, you better be uh, looking around. Uh, Lebanon, the the Owen uh, seven team, and the other uh, tied for number sixteen, playing at Little Miami tonight. And right now, near the half, they're up twenty four to seven over Little Miami. So Lebanon looking to get their first victory of, of the year, and uh, you know that'll uh, we won't have the, the question for Joe Harbin. What happens if nobody wins? Because we won't have that that scenario. I mean, Oak Hills. Uh, they, they, they got uh, Middletown coming up, and Middletown doesn't have a win. So Oak Hills could right the ship with that. But Little Miami has a few more wins in there, so it might be a few more points. Uh, that's, a, that's a Joe Harbin thing. He can, he can work that out for us. It's uh, uh, Anderson 7, Milford uh, nothing. Uh, Turpin 13, Wintonwood 7, West Claremont and Walnut Hills knotted at 14. Edgewood just keeps on... Uh, it was 14 to nothing, then 21 to nothing, then 35 to nothing over Talawanda. Edgewood rolling in that game. Ross 20, Harrison 10. In um, Miami Valley Conference action, Summit Country Day 14, Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, who has not won a game. Uh, they're losing 14 to nothing. Norwood 14, North College Hill nothing. Uh, in uh, Southern Buckeye action, uh, Clinton Massey 46, Batavia nothing. Monroe uh, losing to Waynesville 13 to 12 in uh, other Ohio action in in Kentucky, the the 147th meeting of Bellevue and and Dayton right uh, next right, door to each other. Right now Dayton is uh, up 14 to nothing over Bellevue, and those are all the scores that we have right now at or near the half. The Dayton Blue Devils and the Bellevue Tigers. So uh, we. I remember that when we just we, when I did it <laughs> back back in the day at thirteen twenty WCBG. How this all started? Yes, that's right. And uh, of course, here at Elder, it is fourteen to seven. Ron Colley over the Panthers at the half. We're going to take our first time out. We'll come back, look at the keys of the second half right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program. And we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence and online at redwingshoes.com. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible, so to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. And we're back at halftime. It's a Coldwell Banker halftime report where the Panthers are behind Ron Colley 14-7. And before we talk more about this, we'll give a little shout-out and get well to our buddy Wally Welch. Had a little tune-up on his back there uh, today. And uh, from the reports from the Welch clan that I talked to, things went well, Wally. So uh, hope you're feeling well and resting comfortably tonight. Wally's our number one fan. Yeah, I, it, we're going to miss him. You know, I, there's nothing that would 
probably make his back feel better than a trip out the Roosters tonight and uh, get some uh, some good food and join us yeah. <laughs> out at Roosters yeah. for the post game show prep sports man, radio man, game a little night. surgery that never stopped anything. Yeah. yeah, like I said, they have huge wings. I don't know if they're chicken wings or turkey wings, but they're awful big. So <laughs> get yourself a, 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 a plate full and uh, join us out there after the game. Steve, uh, uh, as I mentioned, uh, this game, it's not like it was last week, 14-7, and, and uh, it's what you normally see from a running attack control type of team. Elder needs to get uh, the adjustments, like we said, and I think they will, and uh, Turn this thing around, and get a win. I think you know both offensive coordinators, uh, uh, the Ron Colley, uh, um Royals offensive coordinator, kept Elder's defense guessing. Uh, you know the, the, their long touchdown pass came on on two consecutive pass plays, one that uh, you don't really expect out of a run first team. So you know they're mixing up their playbook, and I thought Elder did an outstanding job mixing up their, their playbook, and, and you know they. they, they had everybody guessing, I think, including themselves. They weren't quite sure. They were going a bunch of different directions. And I think they kind of, kind of got it. That, that last drive, obviously, you know, you, they, they showed some good things, but they got into the end zone. And now, they, you know, they have to. Basically, it's uh, they, they, it's like they're just kicking off from that touchdown back to Ron Colley. So Ron Colley will get the ball back and uh, see what tricks they have up their sleeve. And, uh, you know, defensively, John Rodenberg's also the defensive coordinator, so, you know, he knows GCL football. Boy, does he. And, uh, you know, he'll, he'll know what to look for. But Elder has shown that they have so many weapons, and they work Justin Ray into the mix a little bit. And uh, Andrew Harp was, was into the mix, and, and Drew Ramsey in there, and Broxterman. Um, so, you know, they have they've been, they've been putting it, and several other guys, Flowers have been, you know, looking good running and catching the ball. So they just, you know, if they can establish some sort of run game, I, I think, you know, um, we used to say in, in the old days, one of our old cohorts, if you can't run, you can't pass. If you can't pass, you can't run. And that is so true because they can just pin their ears back if they don't respect your ability to run. And, uh, you know, Elder has shown that, that they can run, but it's usually – a, a draw type situation that's not straight ahead power football so a little bit different um, uh, responsibilities for for the linemen on, on a situation like that steve uh, defensively i think elder has played a great game going up against the the gargantuan offensive line that Roncalli has they average right about a few pounds below 300 pounds across the front line and uh, the defense has done well uh, i mean obviously they're going to get a push and they're going to uh, move the ball, but they're getting off their blocks and, and they're plugging the holes and they're doing a very good job. You know, once again, the, the, the first drive that Ron Colley had, just a 24-yard drive due to the, the bad snap that got the ball deep in elder territory, you know, that one, just they didn't have enough room to kind of slow them down. But they're looking good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh you have to, you know, all, all phases of the game, you know, last week uh, special teams played a, a tremendous part in, in the game with over 200 uh, return yards in the game. Uh, the, you know, the defense, you know, had their issues with a high-powered molar offense, but the defense has shown up tonight. So, you know, uh, Brett Kearns worked very hard, with, you know, with these guys. So, 
you know, we'll see how they come out you know, after half uh, if, if they got the, the confidence they need. And the offense just needs to get some sustained drives. They've looked good on, on every drive, but they just haven't been able, except for that last one, to, to just kind of put together uh, you know, things that reminiscent of what we saw a week ago. Well, we have one more home game, regular season home game next week, uh, the Football North team, which is kind of a – an all-star team from Canada that comes in from the Toronto area. And then, of course, the final week out at LaSalle. Uh, and, and, of course, that's the, the, our Harbin show we always have. But, you know, folks, this, the team next week is going to be a good one as well. They normally are always very entertaining and very, you know, solid football. It's kind of, kind of they run that team kind of like a, a junior league hockey team where – you, you pull together the best talent and you make a team, it's going to be a lot different or better. And, and they've played here before than what we, we saw with the, the team from Virginia. That yeah, came it'll be a little bit different in, in that uh, the football North team generally doesn't have the horses in the trenches that there's, they're seeing tonight, but they'll, they'll have you know some of the flashier skill players that, that, that can, uh, if they get out on the edge, you know they're just burning the sidelines. Well, I want to give a good old shout-out. The guy came in town, a class of 77 grad who lives in Los Angeles, works in radio out there for uh, for a long, long time. Jim Roop, class of 77, good friend of mine, uh, came, and he was at the dance club and enjoyed his time. And uh, we had a whole Did you give him a few ra- radio pointers? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he does more radio in a week than I do in a couple of years. But <laughs> he, uh, he he's, Show off. Yeah, I know. He, he's a... Great guy. We had a good time and, and uh, enjoyable time. So I just want to give him a shout out. He listens a lot, and, and he's a deacon in the for the Archdiocese of Los Angeles as well. So Jim, Jim's an upstanding guy. Well done, and, uh, well done Jim. Yeah. So that's all the time we have here. Once again, at halftime, Ron Colley Royals are four, have fourteen. The Elder Panthers have and, seven. And stay tuned afterwards for all the scores. We got the upset special Lebanon oh, over yes. Little Miami could be edging Oak Hills out of a playoff spot. Um, so we, we got that to look forward to. Plus yes, we do. A plethora of scores across the tri-state. Yeah, we'll we'll be here for a while and, and making our exit out to Roosters. So hope we can see you out there. Special guest tonight, barring any injuries, uh, Matthew Bosom, uh, MD, surgeon. Uh, sports medicine guy. Uh, yeah, team physician to about every team that's, uh, that's, that's something in Cincinnati. We're going to talk about, in general, sports injuries. And I, I like to get him on every year to talk about some of the uh, the things that all parents uh, think about, face about, and, and so forth. So hopefully, barring injury, Matthew will be there. And then this guy to my right here is hot, wanting to hop in here. Lenny, uh, Len Harvey will be out here uh uh, after the game, given his uh, end of the game comments. So we'll hope to see you out at Rooster. So that's all the time we have. Stay tuned for all the second half action with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. For a sharp team look, work or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. 
Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Elder Football and Sacred Heart Radio is supported by Affordable Concrete Specialists. ACS Concrete is the west side specialist of all small concrete jobs. Nobody else wants to do no job too small. 513-305-6777. 513-305-6777. Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for new News, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Welcome back to the pit. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal, and we are at halftime. The Panthers trailing at 14 to 7. It was a good first half of play for both teams. Uh, the scoring updates in the first quarter, uh, 6-16 to go, was after a, a bad snap for Elder, and Ramsey had to recover it all the way back at the 20 four-yard line, gave uh, Roncalli the possession at the 24. They went in, six-yard touchdown pass from uh, to Luke Henson, uh, and they led it 7 to nothing at the 6-16 mark. Then in the second quarter at the 9-24 mark, it was a 65-yard touchdown pass from Leffler all the way to Kyle Lockhart, who went in untouched for the 14-0 score. Uh, it was one of those 58-yard interception that wasn't, which was good news. It bounced on the turf and uh, would have been 21 to nothing, but it was uh, reversed, and Elder then got uh, the ball down, and it was a one-yard touchdown run by Drew Ramsey. 14 to 7 is the score. In the first half of play alone, just looking at some of the, some of the numbers, uh, it was Ben Hamilton having a pretty good, pretty good uh, first half of play. He had, a, he had uh, I believe, 21 of 25. Let's see, I'm trying to find it here on my uh, stats. He was 21 to 25, 149 yards uh, in the first half of play alone. Drew Ramsey uh, rushed six times for 21 yards. He had 10 catches, though, for 50 yards. And the Panthers did a really good job of kind of spreading it out. Ramsey, 10 catches for 50, as mentioned. Harp was 5 for 53. Luke Flowers, 3 for 26. And Nick Broxman, 3 for 20. But, Phil, you know, looking at it right now, they're in a good position, 14 to 7. Now, granted, they have to kick off, but uh, they have done a good job in the last couple of drives to hold. Yeah, they've gotten two back-to-back stops, really, with their offense and forced them to punt. So if Maurer can stick one in the end zone for the Panthers, and hopefully that gives the, the defense a, a good breathing opportunity to really get a nice push, get a stop, get your offense on the field, and tie this football game back up. But still, one of the things that you look at that's different, you know, if we, we keep talking about last week and we bring it up, is that this is not a, a big play game like last week. So even if Ron Colley's able to score, you know, it, it's it's Elder is going to be able to get their time and, and get their, their chances as well. So Ron Colley only putting up 14 so far. Uh, last week we were knotted up at, at halftime, I think at 21. We're all tied up. So, I mean, even the scoring is behind tonight. But Panther defense did a good job last possession out, making their reads, coming up and, and filling some holes on their, their you know, triple-headed running attack that they have between Hanson, Leffler, and Gore. I mean, between the three of them, I mean, they're putting up 79 rushes, 60 rushes, 55 rushes. So they really have kept them pretty much in check tonight, and the big plays have come from that Hanson touchdown, that, that little, little short pass, and then the big one with Lockhart. So let's see 
what Ron Colley kind of brings to the table here in the second half. But I think the Panthers are in a really good spot. Very good spot, and we were in a good spot because we got the farm for dinner tonight. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, the chicken was fantastic. Uh, the farm is open for a dine-in buffet uh, and carry out every Tuesday and Thursday and most Fridays and Saturdays from 445 to 745. Come by yourself or come in, in a, a reserve or a group, a birthday, anniversary. Either way, the chicken was fantastic. Absolutely. Get out to the farm over there uh, on, on Anderson Ferry in Delhi and, and have yourself a Tuesday and and enjoy that buffet and check it out. I mean, the food, they've always been somebody who's been generous to Elder and donated to Elder, and, uh, you know, we'd like to, you know, keep them on that page and, and repay them. So if you have that opportunity, and I've been over there before where people have had anniversary dinners, uh, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, you, you know, it, it's a buffet with, with high-quality food. I mean, this is high-quality buffet food, but that the chicken is just phenomenal. We had the ribs oh, tonight, too. I couldn't go all deep into that. You know, when you got the game, I mean, I, if it was after the game, I would be, I, I, you know, I'd be a little bit more. I'm but, just happy there were yeah. enough napkins so I'm not, you know, Ab- hold, not able to hold my roster. Absolutely. We don't want to have any kind of rib sauce on the rosters. But right now, Maurer will look to put it on the tee from right to left. Elder in their purple uh, jerseys, the purple pants, the white stripe along the pants side, and also the white helmets, where meanwhile Roncalli is in their white jerseys, the white pants with the red numbers, the gray helmets, and the Royals setting up here. From right to left they go. The Panthers do. And Maurer will look to kick this one into the end zone, and he does, right at the one-yard line and back into the end zone. So the Panthers do what they do and do it well. As uh, it looked like at that point, you know, number 35 for uh, Ben Bradenberg wanted to run that one out, but he forgot that he was he was in the end zone. Football season begins hot and humid and then finishes cold and frigid. Schmidt Heating and Cooling wants you to keep your family comfortable no matter what the weather. Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 531-6900. They have been family-owned and operated since 1954. They'll give you the straight answers and help you uh, find what you're looking for with your system. Schmidt Heating and Cooling is proud to support elder football. First down and 10 for Ron Colley at the 20-yard line. They'll set up with two wide receivers to the left and one to the right side. The quarterback is Aiden Leffler. He's in the shotgun formation off is Henson. And the fake and the throw down the field looking, and it's knocked down. Chris Cameron did a good job of knocking down. He said, no, no, not that time to Kyle Lockhart. Yeah, he was able to stay. He was step for step with Lockhart down the field as they ran, but he was on the backside of Lockhart closest to quarterback. So when he got his arm out, you know, when he stuck his, his across his body instead of sticking, he threw his right arm out on that play, and he's able to get a nice tip. Second down and 10 from the 20-yard line for the Royals, and they'll set up. And now it's the give across the 25 to the 30-yard line where a good tackle by Bartley Thomas on Luke Henson on that carry. Well, those are the plays. I mean, he averages seven yards a carry, and it's exactly what you saw right there. I mean, he's just able to pick up a head of steam and get out. Now, the tackle was, uh, you know, uh, right in his midsection and a couple of guys. He might. I think it looks like he took a helmet to the, to the shin as he's – limping off the sideline a little bit. And they're going to bring in, uh, look like number 35, and that's going to be Bradenberg, and that's uh, fake, and it's going to be Leffler to throw down the field. This time it's complete to the 45, to the 49-yard line to Kyle Lockhart gets the reception. Lockhart able to find space as Spinney was providing pressure on Leffler, uh, but still able to get that ball out, and Ron Colley still going with that same style where they're lining up right away and trying to get the Panthers to jump. 
Three wide receivers off to the right side. They set up in the backfield with Bradenburg, and now it's Leffler. Leffler to give to Bradenburg, and he gets across the 50 into Elder Territory. Fumbles the football. And let's see, he got it back, though, right around the 50-yard line. So only got a yard on that one, but there was an interesting yard. Yeah, Spinney was first to hit him, but he, he didn't wrap up on the tackle and kind of slid off. Gutekunz came in and made the hit. The ball came out, but as one of those fumbles, it just fell right in front of him as he fell down. So he fell right on the football. Panthers had zero chance of recovering that one. And they'll set up now with a second and nine from the 50-yard line. Two wide receivers to the right. Make that three now. One to the left side. They got back in the game as Henson. And now looking as Leffler down to the throw. He's got a man open, and he overthrew him. Michael Gallagher was open, but he overthrew him. Yeah, the halfback getting out on the field. And Michael Gallagher, I mean, he's got a couple of catches on the season, but not many. And that one just uh, too far out, couldn't make a play. So Elder getting ready here for third and nine shuffling some different guys in, some different pass rushers uh, to give a little bit of a different look. Ramsey, Kirsch, you know, a couple of the guys that have shuffled onto the field. Two wide receivers right, two left. Shotgun for Leffler. He's got to his left side as Henson on his third and nine at the 50. Back at his 42, and we're going to get a flag down at the 49-yard line. So this one is going to be a false start. It looked uh, the, the count was a little bit off, looked a little bit like... Uh, like Canadian football there. The receiver looked like he got a bit of a head start. It'll be third and 14 at the 45-yard line. They go three wide receivers to the right side and one to the left side. Leffler, he has got Henson in the backfield to his left. Third and 14 from the 45, calling out the signal. Leffler at his 39, throws complete across the Lockhart 45. 40 down the sideline, 30. He's a burst of speed. He's going to go all the way, 55 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, Bartley Thomas had a chance to make the tackle, but he just shook him on that. Bartley Thomas even broke down to make the open field tackle, and Lockhart just, just was able to shake him off and then just break away on a speed as the Panthers had nothing. So Ron Colley comes out, scores quick, and makes this a two-score game again. Yeah, that was a burst of speed by Lockhart for his second touchdown. He had a 65-yard one earlier. Now with just those two catches, has over 120 yards of uh, receiving. Now looking to add the extra point is Russell, and the kick is up with the right foot, and this one is good. So with 10-21 remaining in the third quarter, it's Ron Colley over Elder, 21-7. to We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. <gasps> Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper's been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Welcome back to the pit. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. It is 21-7. Ron Colley over Elder after a 55-yard touchdown from Luffler to Lockhart. That's the second one of the night in that the third touchdown from Luffler, and it is 21-7. That time, 55 yards, just a, a burst of speed by Lockhart, and he got into the end zone pretty easily. Just a quick score update. St. X is, is up at the half on LaSalle, 35-14. to 14. So you remember that, that one went at the end of the yeah. first was 21-7. So St. X has kept a comfortable lead. 
Russell will look to kick this one off, and he's not going to. Let's see, did he give it to Flowers? And he did at the uh, about the 7. He's to the 15, to the 20. He's out to the 25 and gets to the 27-yard line. A good return by Flowers. Gets uh, right around 20 yards, and that'll work. And 27-yard line is a lot better. They'll set up. Now, immerse yourself in the natural beauty and serenity of Kentucky's Red River Gorge. Enjoy a clean and comfortable stay for small or large groups. Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals or Cliffview Resort. Proud sponsor of Panther Sports. First and ten for the for the Panthers, speaking of which, at the 27-yard line, they trail 21-7. to Now looking to get back on the, on the board here. One wide receiver make that two now to the right, two to the left side with a first and 10 at the 27. It's Hamilton complete to Flowers at the 25, and he's going to get right around the 29-yard line for a gain of two, but not much not much more than that. It was a tackle by Johnny Roeder made the tackle. Roeder able to shed a block and get out there. Mikey Kirsch was, was blocking with Andrew Harp, but nothing really doing. And, they, again, it's good decision-making because you could easily have fought a little bit more and then maybe you're risking getting a holding penalty but or you just, you know, let Flowers pick up his 2-3 his and get out of bounds and then roll to the next one. Second and seven from the 30. Two wide receivers to the right, three to the left. Now Kirch going to come in. He's going to move to the right side of Hamilton. Hamilton shotgun back at his 25, now looks to throw at the 22. Rolling to the right, it's incomplete intended for Ramsey right around the 31-yard line. Yeah, Ramsey just ran a, a little bit of an out pattern to the numbers as Elder's on the left hash mark, and he got out, but that ball was, that ball sailed towards the sideline. Ramsey didn't have a chance to make a play on it. So Elder looking at a third and seven here uh, from the 30, which is not what they would have wanted after being down two scores. But we've seen them pick this up before. Last time they picked up a questionable third was that big play by Harp. Yeah, three wide receivers to the left, two to the right, five wide. Shotgun is Hamilton, third and seven from the 30, 931 left in the third. Hamilton rolling back and now stepping up. And he's going to be sacked at the 31-yard line right around there, 30-31-yard line. And the not what the Panthers wanted will be fourth down coming up. Yeah, and he's going to be brought down on that play by Luke Swartz. And the biggest deal was that is Ben Hamilton. You know, we saw that last week against Muller where he would step up in the pocket and make a late decision to throw. But there, he it almost like it was too slow to develop to where he decided to tuck it back in and go. So the Panthers have to punt. Hedgewood back at his 35. It's Ramsey at his 20. And he kicks this one end over end. It's going to bounce and take an elder bounce inside the 30. And it's going to be out of bounds at the 27-yard line as Gutekunst takes it. So a first down for Ron Colley the other way. Hoding Realty is proud to bring you Elder Panther football. The next time you're selling your home or looking for a new one, call one of these Elder grads and Hoding team members, John Barth, Brian Baisley, Steve Florian, Rick Hoding, Tim Obermeyer, Doug Rolfus, Mike Rolfus, or Mike Wright. Call Hoding Realtors for all your real estate needs at 451-4800 to visit them on the web at Hoding. Dot com, H-O-E-T-I-N-G dot com. First and 10 from the 27-yard line for Ron Colley with two wide receivers to the left side. Leffler gives it up the middle and not much doing there. Samari Freeman read that one pretty well, and Luke Henson was stopped cold right around the 25-yard line. So see if they, uh, they, they lose a couple here. No, they're going to give him right back to the line of scrimmage. So it'll be second and 10 for Ron Colley with 8.30 left here in the third. 21-7, they lead it and have the ball. Two wide receivers to the left. Leffler looking and trying to get them to jump and still with the slapping of the hands. and Two wide receivers off to the left side. He's got in the backfield Luke Henson. 
with 8-10 to play in the third. And now he fakes it, looking to throw. Here comes the blitz, and they're going to get him. They're going to get him back at the 16-yard line. Panthers do a good job, and uh, good at constant company on that one. Yeah, Bartley Thomas comes off of the pile. Nathan Share down at the bottom of it. And that play was intended. They're trying to get the ball out to Michael Gallagher. That play was supposed to go. It's just be a simple pass for Leffler just to throw that ball out to Gallagher. But Gallagher was covered, and Elder was already coming, and he had nowhere to go. So the Panthers execute, make this a third and 19. This is a great opportunity to get off the field. Third down, 19, as you mentioned, Phil, at the 18-yard line. Two wide receivers to the left side. Setting up now at the 18. Leffler with a clap, and now they give to the running back. And let's see, no, they fake it. They go wide to the left on a pass, complete 25, then out of bounds at the 29-yard line. Good play by Cameron, or that could have been broken a lot deeper. It was Caden Gore getting the reception, a good fake by uh, Leffler. Yeah, they're going to come out and punt it. Basically what it looked like, it was going to be a dive, just put the ball in the gut, and then they pulled it out real quick and got it out to Gore uh, outside who had all his blocking because Elder kind of came down on the run, and then Cameron was able to chase that one down. But we got an opportunity here to see Weisler punt uh, again. You remember that he kicks those real high punts, and then usually there's a Ron Colley guy just standing right in front of Flowers as he's been fair catching the last two. And Flowers back at his 33. And here's the kick. Almost blocked that one, but it's going to not. It's gonna be a short kick and go out of bounds at the 48-yard line of Elder. So the Panthers will get good field position to start this drive, Phil, 21-7 well, down. This one's probably going to be going back, actually. They're going to call roughing the kicker on oh. this one as three Panthers took him out uh, on that play. I mean, that's, that's the tough thing is they've been able to get through, but they're not there quick enough. And they went to jump, and the problem is, is I mean, if you're going to go straight, uh, you know, if you make contact with the football and hit the punter, that's one thing. But if you don't make contact and then you hit them, that's going to be a roughing. So now they're just talking about how they're going to mark this one off as they signal it. See what they, they do. The flags, there's three of them on the field. It is on Elder. Right, oh, it's be, offset. Yeah, they're going to call it. They're going to call it chop block. Uh, on uh, Ron Colley on that. So you got that, and then you have the, the roughing. So basically it's going to offset. So basically we're just going to go ahead and let's re-kick it. That's it. Easy way to get that back, and they'll kick it again. Luke Flowers will go back uh, deep for the Panthers. He'll move this time. He's at his 35-yard line. And Whistler will be at his 15 to kick this one. Still fourth and eight from the 30. Ron Cowley leading it 21-7 to here with 6.33 left. And this kick, and Cameron almost got that one also. And now Flowers looking for a fair catch and does. This time they get it at the 39, right around the 40-yard line. So the Panthers lose a few yards on that as they did have it up uh, a little bit closer. Yeah, and we'll go ahead and we'll take that one here as the you know, Panthers didn't get the big penalty that it, had there not been the offsetting. You know, that would have been a Ron Colley first down. And you would have been looking at a completely different ball game here with 6.25 to go in the third. So now the Panthers have the ball on, the, on their own 40. An opportunity here, get some offense rolling, get a, get a score in, cut cut back into this lead. You know, that that's very important that the Panthers, I think, after a great defensive stop, get a score on this drive. Justin Ray's lined up to the right side by himself. He's got two wide, make that three now to the left side. Shotgun a first and 10 from the 40-yard line. And now setting up, it's going to be pitch. It's Flowers to the left side, and he's going to crow across the 40 to the 41-yard line, a gain of about a yard. 
before he is taken down by number six, Joe Kurt. Michael Hedgewood came up and kind of slow flowers down as he was coming around the edge. It looked like he was going to you know, bust through two, two blockers downfield, but Hedgewood able to come up and, and turn that so that the Ron Colley defense, you know, a couple other guys can go in and finish the play and turn it into a short game. Second and nine from the 41-yard line, 5.50 remaining in the third quarter, 21-7. Ron Colley with the lead. Two wide receivers to the right. Now Kirch is going to step in. And move, uh, and it's going to be two to the left. It looks like Hamilton's going to throw, and he does complete the Flowers across the 45 and out of bounds at around the 48-yard line. Tackle by number 53, or at least Daniel O'Connor got him out of bounds. Yeah, Joey Milto is the one who put the first shoulder into him on the sideline. Didn't really wrap him up. It was enough to knock Flowers off his track. So Panthers looking at a, a very makeable third down here right in the middle of the field. Third and four. They spotted at the 46-yard line. They go Broxterman, Ray to the right side. They go two to the left side. And Ramsey's one of them. Harp also. Shotgun for Hamilton back at his 37, looking to throw. Stepping up around the 35. Now looking, and it's going to be complete. No, let's see. Right around Ramsey at the 49-yard line. Did he get it? Well, let's see. It looks like they're going to mark him short uh, to where the official standing. I mean, the ball needed to get really the sticks. Look like it's almost at the 50. And that official's marking him at the 49. So, I mean, you're going to be a, you got a yard short here. And it was a nice play by Hamilton. He, he, that was the ones like against Muller where he, he kind of runs up in the pocket, sees something, a quick little shovel pass there to Ramsey. Ramsey's able to catch it with his toes inbound. But, I mean, fourth and one, middle of the field, 532, down two scores. And you got to be able to pick this one up. I mean, this is one of those plays. This, this is what wins you football games. Kluzman in at wide receiver to the right along with Broxerman. They set up three to the right, and now it's going to be Ramsey. He's going to get it and takes it and gets back to the 50. Let's see. Did he get it? They're going to say he They're going to. – I know the guys from Roncalli don't think he made it, but I think the ball is going to, going to get across right around the 50, so I think it's a first down. Yeah, they're going to give him four progress on that one and, and say that he got there. Uh, it was close, definitely close, but – you know, another one of those ones, you know, when do you blow the whistle? When do you stop? It's always those discussions and arguments that we have up here. Yeah. So they make the quick call, quick whistle. The ball, Panthers pick up first down right at the 50. First and 10 for the Panthers at the 50. As you mentioned, 5-15 remaining here in the third. 21-7, Ron Colley. Two wide receivers to the left and two to the right side. Shotgun is Hamilton back. He's rolling to the right at the 40. Looking to throw. It's complete to Ramsey at the other 40. And he's right around the 39-yard line before he is taken down by by Gabe number two, and that's going to be Gabe Horn. Makes a heck of a move right at the hashes. Just a quick spin move, avoids the first tackle to pick up maybe an extra yard, but the Panthers able to advance that football and get to the 39, pick up a first down. So here's that offense. Get a score in with 4.50 to go here in the third. Punch one in before you head to the fourth quarter. And then just kind of defense, kind of step up a little bit there, and uh, you're good. 21-7 is the score right now. First and 10 at the 39. 4.38 remaining here in the third quarter. Three wide receivers to the left. They go in motion. It's uh, Yakov Georges, and, and now looking to throw his Hamilton complete to Ramsey. Across the 40, 35, and he's at the 34-yard line of Ron Colley, so a gain of five on that one. Yeah, and on that play, basically Ramsey caught the football and then was able to deliver a little bit of a hit on his own to pick up an extra yard or two. So the Panther offense, 
We're not seeing the big plays like last week against Muller, but this is the type of offense that Elder's going to need as the season we only, you know, winding down to the playoffs. Got to be able to grind some things out and grind some scores. So this is the type of offense that I like to see that they are able to develop. Second down and six from the 35 empty backfield. It's Hamilton back at his 43, and now it's complete to around the 31-yard line. So that's Justin Ray getting the completion right around the 31. So the Panthers getting, the, like you said, Phil, just short passes. Uh, as Hamilton was 21 to 25 in the first half, just doing the dink and dunk, just yeah. getting that. But that that is like a running game. It is because right. you move the the clock and a lot of first downs. And Panthers actually had 11 first downs in the first half as well. Third down and two from the 31 yard line. They'll line up with Mikey Kirch along with Harp to the right side. And they go one to the left side. They go, Georges is actually in the game. And now it's going to be Flowers to carry. And Flowers is going to get uh, inside the 30, right around the 29-yard line. And that will be enough for a first down for the Panthers. Yeah, good blocking up front. He's able to just sneak through. I mean, that's it. I mean, Ron Collins coming at you with a four-man front. So if you're able to just get a hat on a hat, and then your running back can pick up those short gains just by getting through just small hole. I mean, it's you know it's three yards in a cloud of cloud of dust, but that's exactly what the Panthers needed there. And still opportunity here uh, at 250 to put this one in. First down and ten from the 29 of Ron Colley. Two wide receivers to the left side and one to the right. Shotgun is Hamilton with Flowers to his left, looking to throw back at his 37. Looks to throw. It's down the field and intercepted. No, he dropped it at the bottom. Let's see. Did he finally get it? I think it dropped and hit the ground. No, they're going to say he oh, caught it. Oh. They're going to say he caught it. That was uh, was that number uh, number 30 on that. Tyson Garrett came up with the interception. You could tell that ball is at left Hamilton's hands. So just didn't have enough oomph on it to get to Ramsey, who was just a, a spot behind him. So a, a short turnover there as, as the Panthers are moving the ball. And now Ron Colley's going to take over on the 20-yard line after a big play as Elder was looking to, to chomp into that lead. Yeah, that's a big turnover and a big, you know, one thing you don't want. I mean, if you look at that's part of tonight. I mean, you had the bad snap that led to six and you led to seven, and now you've got a turnover here. Now, the good thing is the turnover here is at the 20, so it's not as bad. But they were about to, uh, to score here. The first and 10 at the 20, two wide receivers to the left side. Now Leffler's back. He's going to be back at his 12. Looks to throw down the field. It is incomplete. It was intended for that man again, Kyle Lockhart, who had two touchdowns earlier, one of 55 yards, the other of 65 yards. That ball just a little bit out of his reach. Chris Cameron coverage for the Panthers. Good pressure to provide it on Leffler, so he might not have been able to stick in the pocket as long as he would have liked to throw that football uh, get a little bit you know, more of a precise release on that one. So the Panthers, the defense, so far, first down, second and ten. See if they can force them off the field with another punt. Second and ten from the 20. And now they give up the middle across the 20 and right around the 21-yard line. But a good play to get Luke Henson out. That uh, That's a that's big now. It'll be a third down coming up. Yeah, several guys, Spinney and Hornschmeyer, coming off of the pile on that one. A couple guys. You had a couple of those big offensive linemen. A lot of those guys, too, on Ron Colley's front line got a couple of d1 offers up there they were down kind of in a pile not a big push so elders doing a pretty good job with their three-man front getting uh going against those big linemen to hold them and put them in this third down situation third down and eight from the 22 two wide left two wide right leffler back at his 16 now looks to throw and he's going to run it he pitches it out to the left side it's a complete around the 20 to the 23 
yard line, but a flag is down. Yeah, so big play by the defense and all push, but we're going to go ahead and get a, I think it's going to be a uh, pass interference on the defense here on the side closest to us at the hash mark. Um, Feet kind of got tangled up and, and took them down, so that's going to give them a first down as that goes on here as they're looking to mark it off. But they're still talking, so we'll wait to see them mark this off. But it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a first down. Yeah, going to be a hold. Yeah, holding penalty, and that will put it a first down for Ron Colley. Pet wants sells fresh pet foods by the pound and is made locally in Ohio, and with free next day delivery. Uh, visit online at Pet Wants Cincy West. Dot com. 146 remaining here in quarter number three. 21-7, Ron Colley with the lead. They had an interception uh, by Tyson Garrett, and that is uh, at 237 mark. That is where they got it at the 20. Now they have it at first and 10 at the 32. One wide to the left, two to the right. Now they give up the middle. The running back again across the 35, and and a good play by Gutekunst to stop him right around the 35-yard line. Luke Henson again, and it, uh, you know, Gutekunst made a good tackle. Yeah, he made a good tackle, got up, let enough guys clean it up, but still a good pickup, uh, you know, second and six. But a couple of Panthers met him in the backfield, just got to really got to wrap him up and get other guys to bring his hands on him. I mean, he just keeps going and spinning and moving his feet. Second and six from the 36-yard line. They'll set up now and look as Luffler is going to try to run it, but he gets ha- tackled right around the 34-yard line. Gutekunst and company, he seems to be pumped up. Gutekunst is right about now. Yeah, Gutekunst uh, able to get there too. Spinning got got some hands on it, but the big thing with that play was that was another one where they were trying to, you know, put it in Hanson's gut and then take it out and then possibly dump it off real quick over to the sideline to Gore, but Elder had it sniffed out and enough pressure upfield. So now we're back here at another third and seven. Third and seven from the 35. Two wide receivers to the left and two to the right. Shotgun Leffler back at his 30. They go in motion now looking. It's going to be Leffler running across the 35 and not much doing right around the 37-yard line. A gain of a couple, but it'll be fourth down and five coming up for Roncalli. Spinney makes a tackle there for the Panthers. Big tackle wraps him up. So right here in the middle of the field, uh, let's see. They haven't really done much movement on the sideline here yet if they're going to bring whistle out and that's probably because of the fact that this clock's at the 15 second mark and they're probably going to go ahead and let this roll out to the fourth quarter uh yeah a lot of uh you know this has been a quick fourth qu- third quarter and with five seconds that will do it that is the end of three quarters of play ron Colley leading it 21 to 7 over elder we'll come back with the fourth quarter on the prep sports radio network A visit to a great Smoky Mountain paradise is just a click away at HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Planning a family reunion that needs an eight-bedroom cabin or just an intimate single-room cabin, HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com has it all. With cabins in Gatlinburg or rental units in Pigeon Forge, you'll be near all the best attractions. Fall and holiday seasons fill up fast, so reward your family with a mountain escape from HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible, so to give a gift of any amount, please visit SacredHeartRadio.com and click Donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. Welcome back to the pit on a Friday night. We have completed three quarters of play. It's Ron Colley, the Royals, leading at 21-7 over Elder. The touchdowns come. Luke Henson, a six-yard touchdown catch. 
Then it was a 65-yard touchdown by Lockhart, made it 14 to nothing. Ramsey got a one-yard touchdown run to make it 14 to seven at the half, and then a 55-yard touchdown by Lockhart uh, that uh, made it 21 to seven. And that's where we are right now, 21-7. Elder really needs to stop here on a fourth down and five, and this is huge. This this is big. I mean, they're going to bring it out, so Whistler is going to come out. And go ahead and and punt this one away. Remember the last time through, we had those offsetting penalties. But this is big for the Panthers to to hold Ron Colley again. I mean, they really haven't moved the ball much, you know, in this half, with the exception of their score. Other than that, they've really been held pretty much in check. And now a fourth and five at the 37. They're back at the 22-yard line to punt this one away. And this kick is going to be high again. It's going to be short, though. It's going to bounce at the 40. And take a Roncalli bounce and bounce at the 30-yard line of Elder. So the Panthers will get the ball at the 30-yard line. They trail 21-7. First ice for the Cyclones is October the 30th, so get your full season or partial season tickets now. Heritage Bank Arena will be rocking again this season, so visit CyclonesHockey.com for scheduled promotion and fun. Cyclones Hockey, it's more than just a game. Third quarter finish, Phil, and, uh, you know, Elder has 14 first downs. Roncalli only has eight. Uh, and the time of possession is 22 minutes for Elder, 22-22, and 13-38 for Roncalli. They set up the Panthers due, a first and 10 at the 31. And now looking, setting up is Hamilton to throw. Ramsey complete at the 42-yard line. Still on his feet to the 45, and he gets to midfield right around the 50-yard line before he is taken down by number 53, and that was Daniel O'Connor. Yeah, Daniel O'Connor, that ball kind of hung up in the air a little bit. Daniel O'Connor was able to, to make the play downfield, but Gabe Horn was first there, and he really was trying to lay a big hit on Ramsey as he caught that ball in the air, and he whiffed. He just whiffed on it, so Ramsey was able to come down, catch his feet, and then pick up some extra yards. First and 10 at the 49-yard line. Two wide receivers to the left and two to the right. Hamilton back at his 40. Now looks to throw. It is complete again to Ramsey, 45. And now he's at the Roncalli 43-yard line. And it was Gabe Horn getting in on the tackle for Roncalli. Just a little bit of an out route getting between the hashes and the numbers. So the Panthers' big gain on first down makes a, makes second a little bit easier. But they know that now you know, the time is, is a little bit limited. So we need to do something, do it quick, but do it efficiently. Second down and three. The ball spotted at the 44-yard line of Roncalli. will set up with two wide receivers to the left for the Panthers. One to the right. Klusman way out to the right side. Shotgun again. It's Hamilton back at his 47. Rolls to his right at the Panther logo. Now moves around the 50. Throws incomplete at the foot of Ramsey, or at Klusman, rather, right around the 30-yard line. And just nothing going there. The pocket was really collapsing. Ron Colley did a great job on their defensive line of just getting a good push. And Hamilton rolled out to his right and was trying to look downfield. And Klusman tried to come back, but that ball just as as. Hamilton was going forward, just didn't have enough on it to get it downfield as far as Klusman had run his route. So it'll be a third and three at the 44-yard line, needing to get this first down here. See what they run. They've got Klusman and Ramsey to the left side. They've got two wide receivers to the right. Justin Ray is out wide to the right. Mikey Kurtz goes in motion, and now it's Hamilton back at his midfield, right around the 48, and throws. It is complete around the 40-yard line. And that will be enough for a Panther first down. Klusman gets the catch 
and the Panthers have a first down there in business. Hey, catch that right at the numbers, really, and the ball was a little bit low, so he had to go down to, to get his hands underneath it. But Elder moves the chains. That was, that was big because you didn't want to be stuck in one of those decision-making times and think, well, our defense can do it, knowing that Roncalli can run the football and really work some clock. So it's really key that you get a score here. They go five wide, empty backfield, three to the right, two to the left. Hamilton back at his 45. The rush comes. He steps up, throws. It is complete to the left side. It's Kirch, 30, 25, 20, and he's out of bounds at the 16-yard line of Roncalli and a first down for the Panthers. Great catch by Mikey Kirsch right on the sideline. In the first hit he took, he spun right at the perfect moment to make that Roncalli defender just slide right off of him, and he's able to get upfield. That's, that's the big play that the Panthers needed on this drive to put them at the 20, but to give them that confidence that they're going to put one in the end zone here. They, uh, they marked him out of bounds at the 20. He got to the 16 but had stepped out. So it's a first and 10 at the 20. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left side, including Harp. Now looking as Hamilton to the right. Here comes the rush, the throw to the right side. It's Ramsey, and he's – oh, no, he came down, lost his helmet right around the seven-yard line, incomplete. Yeah, and that was uh, – I think that was jo- Johnny Roeder again on the breakup for Ron Colley. That ball just went up, looked like Ramsey had it, but then as they hit the bottom and they hit the ground, that ball just came loose. Second down and 10 for the Panthers at the Roncalli 20-yard line. 9.57 left here in the fourth quarter. 21-7. Roncalli with the lead by 14. Panthers really need a score here. Down two scores. The quicker they do score, the better it's going to be. Their defense has done a pretty good job of stopping Roncalli last couple of drives. Two wide receivers now make that three as a Kirch goes in motion. They go empty backfield, looking as Hamilton going to run it. He's not going to get much. He's going to get lose a couple back to the 22-yard line. It was number 41 making the tackle, and that's Brady New. Yeah, Brady New came up as that collapsed real quick, and Hamilton didn't have much to do. So it's going to put Elder at a third and 13 here. But you got to figure at this point in the, in the football game, I mean, this is two-down territory. So the Panthers need to get something positive on this and then get a, get another play to pick it up on fourth down. 9.25 left here in the fourth. Two wide receivers to the left, two to the right side. Third and 13 for the Panthers at the 23. The snap and Hamilton back at his 31. Looks to throw to the left side to Ramsey. It's complete around the six, the 15 to the 14-yard line. A gain of nine. It'll still be fourth down coming up. So that that's what you needed, though. I mean, you, you didn't have to pick it all up on third. If you did, that was nice. But you needed to make sure that fourth down was a manageable distance. So they're on the left left hash mark here, fourth and four. Pick this one up. This should be fairly easy. We've seen them get a couple of good runs with Flowers. So if they decide to go on the ground, get your blocks in. But right now, it looks like they're going to spread this out. Spread it out five wide. They've got Hamilton in the backfield by himself at the 19-yard line. Fourth and four. Looking to throw. It's complete right around the five-yard line. The Panthers get the first down. And a good job getting it right there. And it was it was that heart. Or that was Mikey Kirch again. Yeah, Mikey Kirch just yeah. ran a real a real simple slant and just kind of went inside real quick. But Ron Colley brought all their back linebackers. They brought everybody up just kind of blitzing, assuming that the Panthers might try to do a quick little draw up the middle. So Elder did a good job. That, I mean, that, that scouting report type stuff, just being able to read there and make that play. First and goal from the six, three wide to the right. Hamilton looking right, looking left now, throwing. Ramsey complete at the five, and he's going to be... Tackled again and lost his helmet right around the seven-yard line. So let's see where they mark it. He actually had forward progress to look like the five or the four. 
Yeah, and I think uh, the official's standing on the four, so they're going to mark it there on the four-yard line. So it'll be second down and goal for the Panthers. Ramsey lost his helmet. will have to come out. So the Panthers have a second down and goal. Eight minutes and 11 seconds left here in the fourth quarter, 21-7. And we are going to get a face mask here on Ron Colley. There was a little laundry on the, the right hash mark, past the right hash mark, actually all the way over by the numbers uh, on the home side of the field. So the Panthers are going to benefit here and get, get, a, get a little bit of a push. So it's going to be first down here, and it's going to be on the three. So that's good. First and goal. They get it right at the three, as you mentioned, Phil. So that's big. Luke Flowers coming in. George is coming in. And they'll set up the Panthers' offense here with less than eight minutes now to play here in the fourth quarter. 21-7. Need a touchdown here. First and goal at the three-yard line. Flowers to the right of Hamilton. Here comes the snap. And looking, it's going to be Flowers. Going to take it and gets to about the one-yard line. But uh, did not get in. The tackle by number seven. And that's Connor Morin. Yeah, a little little bit of a run there for the Panthers. Take it down to the one uh, as they mark it. So second down, 7.43 to go. Tons of time if the Panthers can punch this one in. Tons of time for the defense to come out, get a stop, and then get the offense back on the field looking to to tie this one up. Yeah, Ramsey gets back in uh, in the game. It's a second down and goal from the one. He's going to be in the backfield with Flowers, two wide receivers to the left. And let's see if Ramsey takes this direct snap, and he does. And he goes in, and let's see, did he get in the end zone? Let's see, is he in? I don't see a official. Everybody thinks he got in. They're going to mark no, him. Short. They're going to mark him on the on the inch line. Right? So the Panthers just going to line up real quick here and just push push forward and fall. Now watch Ron College D line. I'll try to take out the offense line. Go low. Is Ramsey again? This time getting into the end zone for the touchdown, and the Panthers make it 21-13 pending. And that's exactly what they needed. With 7:05 to go, the Panthers looking here with a Mauer kick uh, to be able to. To, to get this one tied, you know, get this one within one score, giving your offense the opportunity if they can get back on the field to tie this one up. But this is great for the Panthers, 7.05 to go, being able to be one score away. A lot of time left, and Autry will hold this one for Maurer. The kick is up, and this one is good. So with 7.05 left, it's not over yet. The Panthers now make it a little bit closer, 21-14. Ron Colley with the lead, 7.05 remaining in the fourth on the Prep Sports Radio Network. With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. This is Father Benedict Kinsler, the pastor of Our Lady of Victory in Delhi. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the pit. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal back here. It is 21-14 now. Panthers get a one-yard touchdown run by Ramsey. And that uh, 7.05 remaining, they uh, they are going to kick it off. And Mauer, this is going to be a big defensive stand for the Panthers. And we've seen them do it a couple of series in a row. They've been able to stop them. I mean, the only big play that we had was that that uh, pass and, and touchdown, a run with Lockhart. But other than that, it, it's been a lot of the Panther defense making plays. I mean, they might give up something on first down or second, but they've been able to really stand hard on third. So it'll be Mauer to set up here at the 40. From left to right, they go. 
Maurer looking to put this one into the end zone, and he's been able to do it successfully on the first two, and this one no different right into the end zone. So with 7.05 remaining in the 421-14, for over 114 years, the Red Wing Shoe Company of Red Wing, Minnesota, has crafted and distributed premium footwear for work and outdoor. And now with Red Wing Shoe Store's ultimate fit experience, you'll receive state-of-the-art foot scanning, fitting, and products best suited for your work environment. Get the ultimate fit experience at one of five Cincinnati Red Wing Shoe locations in Western Hills, Florence, Kentucky, Eastgate, Mason, and Tri-County. Big defensive stand here for the Panthers. First and 10 at the 20 for Ron Colley. They have Luke Henson in the backfield. The quarterback is Leffler. They've got two wide receivers to the left. Leffler gets the snap, gives it across, and it's going to be the running back getting it across the 25, 30, 35, 40, and he finally gets tackled at the 49-yard line by Bartley Thomas. Otherwise, that would have been a Luke Henson touchdown. Just snuck through the line. It's several purple jerseys there making tackles and hits, and it was one of those things. You had guys there, but they got to make a play. Each guy kind of assumed the other guy was going to wrap him up and take him down. It's, it's you got to make those plays. First and 10 at the 48-yard line now. Muffler setting up, trying to make a play, getting the call from the sidelines now with two wide receivers off to the left side, including Gore. In the backfield is Henson again on that first and 10 at the 48. And now the give to Henson again. This time gets back to the line of scrimmage and then maybe gets to the 50, but that's about it. A gain of two on the play for Henson. It's Mari Freeman on the top of that pile, holding on the bottom of it, bringing him down, getting a stop. But this is where Henson could come in. I mean, you know, he averages about seven yards a carry, touches the ball. You know, this season he's touched it about 79 times coming into this football game. So he's used to this, and it's it's – 544 yards is what he brought into this football game, so he can do this type of running. Second down and eight, ball spotted at the 50-yard line for Ron Colley. 5.58 left here in the fourth, and now the give again, and it's going to be right around the 50 to the 48 of Elder, but he is stopped there, and Henson again. Hanson doing a good job of carrying it in this in this uh, drive. At Gutekunst and Henry Heights. Uh, two guys on the tackle there, plus a couple other Panthers getting a push. But this is the big third down. you got to get a stop here. Don't make it look like a makeable distance. Make them punt on fourth. So it has to be a stop or a loss. Third and five from the 47-yard line. Leffler calling the signal. Now looking to the sideline. Setting up. He's got Henson in the backfield. He goes one wide right, one wide left. He's set up now. Here's the snap. Leffler goes to the sidelines. It's complete to... Let's see, did he get it right around the 42-yard line? And that would be right at the first down stick, and it is a first down for, for that's a, Ron that, Colley. That is a friendly spot as compared to the spot they gave Ramsey on the goal line. I mean, that one was was at least, I thought, maybe a, a half a football short. Yeah. I understand that they're probably going to make it, but, you know, you're going to give Elder two of them actually on the goal line like that. And that one there was just, boom, move the, move, move the sticks. First and 10 at the 42-yard line. Again, trying to draw Elder offside. They try to do this uh, where they clap and now go back to the line. Leffler sets up with one wide to the right on this first and 10 from the 42-yard line. And now the give up the middle again. A little movement. Good tackle on the play. Got to the 43-yard line, and it was spinny on the tackle of Henson. And Elder's going to take a timeout there after that big spinning tackle. 
Hanson with 440 remaining here in the fourth. 21-14, Elder Trails will take a quick timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. If you're caring for a loved one with dementia, it can be stressful. As their needs progress, you need support. At Artist Senior Living, we partner with you and your loved one to provide above and beyond customized care. Experience the Artist Way in Bridgetown and Mason. TheArtistWay.com slash Ohio. 513-401-7531. Welcome back to the pit. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal on a Friday night. It's it's high school football week number eight, 21 to 14. Elder trails by seven. Ron Colley has the football second down and 10 at the 42-yard line. Tonight's game is brought to you by Skyline Chili. Just mentioned a three-way or something, some delicious cheese conies, and you'll have your crew wanting to make a stop at Skyline Chili, making it Skyline time. It's always a popular choice. Tonight's game is brought to you by Skyline on Delhi Pike and Harrison Avenue in Dent or Glenway Avenue in Western Hills. Second down and 10 from the 42. One wide receiver to the right, one to the left side. Hanson in the backfield. They go in motion this time with Lockhart. And now the quarterback's going to keep it. Leffler has got it across the 40, 35. He's at the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. And he fumbles it out of bounds right around the five-yard line. And you're going to get a uh, you're going to get a, a, a flag coming back here, though, on that one. Henry Heights got hit. They think they're going to call. Yeah, there's two flags down right around the 24-yard line. Yeah, so it should be a, a, Henry Heights is the one who got blocked. He got hit. Uh, as he was coming back, they're going to call it, you know, a block below the waist. Legal block on that. I didn't know if they call like a, a crack back as he kind of came around and kind of got caught and upended. But Henry Heights, that ball is going to come back. So, again, pursuit is key. I mean, yeah. continuing to pursue downfield and even to the fumble out of bounds. So what looked like was going to be putting Ron Colley at almost the goal line. Well, now we're going to walk this one back and, and get Bout back to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, they're going to mark it. Let's see. They, they're moving it from the 35, and they're going to mark it right around the 38-yard line. So the Panthers uh, catch a break there. Two wide receivers for Ron Colley to the right side. It'll be second down. They'll mark it at the 38-yard line of Elder. So see where they, uh, they're finally, they're still talking, but the football is down at the 38. Yeah, I think what they're going for is where was the, Spot of the foul as they're marking it back. Uh, I think Ron Colley was hoping for a little bit longer, and now they're looking to roll the clock. Second down and six from the 38-yard line. Hanson in the backfield. Setting up the quarterback is Leffler. Two wide receivers to the right. Now looking and getting it. It's going to be another guy going for a touchdown. Around the end and into the end zone, it's Caden Gore. Getting the touchdown for Roncalli. That's his fifth touchdown of the season. He just came off of the left side of the line. A big hole opened up by that, you know, big Division One offensive line with a ton of ton of offers up there. They do their job exactly what they should do, and they're able to take one in and punch this to the point to where Elder, there's still time, but this makes it a much more difficult as they're down two scores. Caden Gore with the 38-yard touchdown run. And setting up now, it'll be Russell to kick this one. Here comes the snap. The kick is up, and this one is good. So with 4.24 left in the fourth quarter, it's Roncalli, the Royals, 28, and the Elder Panthers, 14. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. 
Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue and Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last it's Skyline time. Welcome back to the pit. 424 remain in the fourth quarter. That touchdown was big by Ron Colley. They lead it 28 to 14, a 38 yard touchdown right around the left side and just down and into the end zone. It was that easy. Yeah, just a quick run. I mean, the Panthers several times during the drive looked like they had them in a position where they could get a stop but just weren't able to, to stop that running attack that came into this game. I mean, coming into this football game, they, they've rushed the ball 1,750 times. I'm sorry, 1,750 yards, but 256 rushes uh, running through there to 147 passes. So we knew at some point that those rushes were going to come in to, to their benefit to help them run the clock. Flowers at the 1 goes across the 10 now to the 15, to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, and he's at the 45, finally gets taken out of bounds right at midfield. So Luke Flowers on a 49-yard return. And there it was. There's that big return to kick it to him. All The only guy that was able to really slow him down, which last week wasn't the thing, was the kicker. The kicker was able to bump into him and slow him down, but the Panthers now – Get the football right at the 50. Great, great start to this drive. So there's still hope if they can get a quick score. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, they really haven't tried down the field much in this game. This might be the time to do it with four minutes left. Yeah, and if, if that's the case, you know, when you call that play in the huddle, I mean, your offensive line's got to know. It's like I, this, I, you know, this one play, you got blocked the hardest I blocked all game. First and 10 for the Panthers at the 50. Two wide receivers to the left, two to the right side. Hamilton. Empty backfield right around the 45-yard line for the shotgun on the 413 remaining. And they're waiting, and now Luke Flowers is going to check in. So Luke Flowers now will step into the left side of Hamilton. Now the snap and looking, looking to throw the football. Steps up in the pocket, looking left and looking to throw down the field. It's Ramsey complete at the 36-yard line and out of bounds with a gain of 14. Yeah, so look for the Panthers, too, to run some plays to be near sidelines, get out of bounds, stop the clock. But that was one, Len. They were looking downfield, like you said. They were looking downfield, but nothing was developing. They needed quick dump-offs on the sideline with Flowers and Ramsey. That worked because the clock stopped. So that's four minutes and four seconds left in the four. 28-14, Ron Conley with the lead. The Panthers have a first and ten at the Roncalli 36-yard line thanks to the Luke Flowers 49-yard kickoff return. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Setting up as Hamilton back at his 45, and now looks, and he's going to be sacked right at the 46-yard line. A huge sack by number 13, Will Morse. And Morse just did a great job. It was almost like a bull rush, but the Panthers are going right back to the line quick and try to catch Ron Colley seven. Second down and 19 from the 45. Back at his 48 to throw down the field. Looking Brocksterman, and it's incomplete. It was almost intercepted right around the 25-yard line by number seven, Connor Marin. So the Panthers now looking at a, a, a third, third and 19 on this one. Probably looking again, go downfield. You know, still, there's still life. I mean, there's still life. I, I mean, I know that the last two plays weren't yeah. great. Uh, almost an interception, but that interception being knocked down, now the Panthers, I mean, you still have life. I mean, we've seen this before. We've seen big plays like this uh, uh, happen. So now just 
offense line just give Ben Hamilton enough time to get the ball off. Ramsey, Ray, and Broxham into the right. They go left side and Harp, and now looking. It's Hamilton stepping up, throwing. He's got Ray complete at the 21-yard line, and, and a first down for the Panthers. It's right in the middle of the field, so Elder's going to sprint up and, and try to either either going to I think yeah they're going to use the wristbands and call something right now as they roll the clock as that ball's placed. 3:30 remaining, first and ten at the 20, three wide to the right. Hamilton looking right, looking to throw, and it's complete to the middle of the field, right around the 15-yard line. And again, it's Justin Ray on a five-yard gain and quickly to the line again for the Panthers. Three wide to the left and one to the right. Shotgun on the second and five from the 15. He's got time. Hamilton looking to the right, rolling to the right, rolling still with it down, looking into the end zone. Is it caught? No. Yes, it is a touchdown in the right corner of the end zone, and the Panthers get it. That's a huge play by the Panthers, and in the corner of the end zone, that that touchdown of Broxerman. Yeah, it was tough to see in the right corner from where we are in the press box, but Broxerman gets the touchdown. And that was a big one there, 15-yard touchdown completion. And the Panthers have some life here with 3.07 remaining. Auten Reeb to hold this one, and Maurer's kick is up and good. So 3.07 remaining in the fourth quarter. It's 28-21. Ron Colley with a seven-point lead. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800, or on the web at Hoding.com. Welcome back to the pit. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal back here at Elder High School. A big touchdown by Broxerman in the right corner of the end zone on a 15-yard pass from Hamilton, and it's 28-21. There's three minutes and seven seconds remaining, Phil you're kicking off. What do you do here? Just kick it, try to hold the defense hold here, right? You don't go for the onside kicker? What do you think? Well, I'm, I'm looking at who Coach Ramsey's rolling out on a kick here, and it's a little bit of a different group. So we, we could be in a way that Mauer's teeing us up in a way he's angled. They might be trying to see if they can get something here, depending on how Ron Colley lines up. Right. So if Ron Colley lines up the right way, they go ahead and kick it. If not, then he might just go ahead and opt to kick it deep. Three oh seven. Let's see what he does. He's gonna. He's right around the thirty-five yard line, and now he does do tries the onside kick, and it's and it's gonna be the other way. And Ron Colley does get it right around the forty-four yard line. And it was Gabe Horn, I believe, who recovered it, but it almost it just it was almost missed. a perfect perfect kick elder was just a little bit ahead of it on the play and, and for the panthers i mean that was just just one it was just it was such a it was yako georges you know he was right there yako's just right in the right spot but that ball came right into his helmet almost as he crossed the 10 so no one had a chance to make a play on it but now so the panthers while they give up good field position on this they can get a stop force them to, to kick it or go for it on a fourth down and Elder's got two timeouts if they want to try to stop the clock uh, if they get a successful stop on first and second. Hanson in the backfield this time. One wide receiver now goes in motion off to the left side in his Lockhart, and now it's going to give again, and Hanson's going to take it. 35, 30, 25, 20, 
And he is out of bounds as uh, right around the 13-yard line. He just pounced that one outside on the left again. That was just like the, the, the touchdown that they scored on. The same play, ran it over to the left side of the line, you know, running over there to those, those big offensive linemen, just getting down the field. Trevor Locke over there, uh, six foot seven, 290-pounder. I mean, he's got offers from UC, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Akron, UK, Kansas, Miami of Ohio, Michigan State, Purdue, Rutgers, Toledo. <laughs> wow. I mean, should I keep going? Yeah, <laughs> anyone that didn't offer him, that's basically what we want to find out. Ray Graham's yeah. over there, 263, 300 pounds, uh, as a senior, and, and Trevor Locke is, is a junior, but they did a great job getting some blocks over there. Uh, to spring Ron Colley for that big catch to get Hanson downfield. Hanson again inside the 20, now down to the 15, and he gets to the 10 to about the 8-yard line. So good gain for him, about 5 yards. And they're going to move it inside the 10-yard line here with a 2-minute mark, 2-10 and counting. The Panthers trailing 28-21. But one good thing about this, Phil, to try the onside kick to do this kind of stuff, this is like what you'll see in the playoffs. This is a big game right for them to work on. Second yeah. and five at the eight. Two wide receivers to the left side. And now looking again to the sideline. I, you know, this uh, they've tried this I don't know how many times. Yeah, and that clock continues yeah. to run to about 145. Yeah, they set up now. Quarterback Leffler now gets the snap. He's going to keep it himself inside the 10 to five. And he walks into the end zone. Uh, I mean... Phil, you might have been able to score on that one. That was yeah. I mean, he, he, just, <laughs> he had no problem. Blocking was perfect. I mean, his hat on a hat, it, it, just a big hole, and no way that the Elder Panthers are able to shed a block and get down. So just like that, Ron Colley takes any chance out out of you know Elder's hopes of, of making a, a getting a stop and getting a comeback to tie this football game as they look to add the extra point here to go up 35 to 21 with only a minute 40. They set up now with the extra point. To make it 35 to 21. And now the kick is up right foot, and this one is good. So with 140 left here in the fourth quarter, it's Ron Colley with a 35-21 lead over Elder. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct choice is Coldwell Banker Realty. Their name has changed, but you can continue to expect the same service they provided in your community for many years. Coldwell Banker Realty is your West Side expert. Navigating this exciting real estate market takes experience, knowledge, and agents that are equipped to handle all situations and allow buyers and sellers to succeed. Coldwell Banker Realty, 922-9400 or on the web at cbhomes.com. Welcome back to the pit. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. A minute 40 remaining in this contest. And Ron Colley uh, gets a three-yard touchdown run by Leffler with uh, 140 to go. And they lead it 35-21. to 21. But, Phil, it, it was a shot. You know, they, they took the onside kick. And almost, like you said, you know, Georges was there, couldn't get it. Uh, but, you know, it was the right call. You yeah. had to do that. Yeah, it was a good call. Could kick the onside. I mean, I think it was the Panthers had an opportunity to get the football there. And you're taking that chance whenever you kick it. I mean, so not a bad call. I think that's a great call to get the onside kick, take the advantage. And then after that, you know, you just got, you know, guys got to make a play. And certainly Ron Colley did. They made plays and made some great blocks. And so the Panthers will get this ball back to try, try to see if they can do something quick. And here's Flowers across the 20 now. And he gets to the 25 and out of bounds at around the 26-yard line. So the Panthers will have it with a minute 33 remaining in this one navigating the exciting real estate markets take experience at your west side experts as call a banker buying your dream home or selling your current home is skillfully guided by your call a banker agent 922-9400 or on the web at cbhomes.com 
Com. Coming up after the game, don't forget, the guys uh, will be, uh, and everybody, I'll, I'll try to get over there as well. Roosters on Crookshank uh, with the Prep Sports Radio Network game night with Steve Bengal and Mark Bengal. And Craig Bengal is going to join as well. First and 10 at the 26-yard line, setting up his Hamilton complete across to Mikey Kurtz. He gets out of bounds at the 32-yard line. So the, they continue to move. Look no further than Hemlock Hills Resort Rentals for the top-of-the-line vacation cabins throughout the Smoky Mountains from small cabin, couples' cabins to large family reunion units. Visit them all at hemlockhillscabinrentals.com. 129 remaining in this fourth quarter. Panthers trailing 35-21. to 21. Three wide receivers to the left side on this second down and three. One to the right. Hamilton back at his 25 to look to throw. Steps up, throws down the sidelines. It is complete to Harp. He got a foot in, but he's going to say no. He did not. Yeah, he tried to toe tap with, with one, but the other, it just the ball was a little bit too far, so he wasn't able to get it down in time. So the Panthers looking at a third and three here with about a minute 23. Third and three, as you mentioned. They'll mark it at the 33-yard line, 35 to 21, a minute 23 remaining. Next week we're back here again at the pit. It's football north coming into town from Canada. Three wide receivers to the left and two to the right. Shotgun, Hamilton back at his 25, rolls to his left, throws, and it's complete to Kluzman across the 35 to the 37-yard line. And and it's a first down for the Panthers. That clock pauses briefly to move the chains, but as soon as they put the ball in play, a clock will roll. First and 10 at the 37-yard line for the Panthers. Back is Hamilton at his 30. Throws across. It's Klusman complete to the 45-yard line and still running on his feet. And tried to get out of bounds, but he couldn't. A minute eight as they move the chains. That was a first down again for the Panthers. Three wide receivers to the right side. 35-21 they trail. One to the left. And now it's Hamilton again. Hamilton steps up, looks to throw. It is intercepted right at the 45. That's going to run back at the 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, and finally knocked down at the 19-yard line. And there's that man again, Tyson Garrett, with another interception. That's his second interception of the game. Just trying to get one there to Drew Ramsey, who was coming across, but Garrett was able to kind of jump the route and get on top of it and make that interception. So uh, with 57 seconds to go, you know, this Panthers down 35 to 21. Ricali's probably going to just, they're going to come out. You know, uh, John Rodenberg, who, who's here, you know, named it's, it's pretty familiar to to a lot of people around here. You know, he coached at uh, LaSalle, was, LaSalle graduate, coached at Moeller, Covenant Catholic, McNick, Roger Bacon, and all sorts of things. So, you know, probably just look, you know, take a knee here uh, and yeah. head back to Indianapolis. And they got coming up uh, next week, they're already, they'll have East Central coming up on the 15th, but then the following week, uh, the 22nd, is going to be their playoffs where the Panthers still have two left after this one. And they will take a knee, and that will do it for this one today. As with the 50 seconds, uh, pretty much uh, they'll get one more play. But, you know, a good game overall, a couple of turnovers here and there. Otherwise, it could have been a little bit different. You look at the, the first quarter with the, the bad snap, and that certainly, uh, you know, led to a touchdown. And then, you know, when the Panthers were driving to have an interception, you know, there's a few things you can look at in the game. But overall, um, you know, this is a good this is a good team from uh, Indianapolis. And they're going to take another knee with a second down and 10 from the 18. And they give the ball to the referee with 23 seconds. And that should pretty much do it. And a good win. John Rodenberg comes in here. You know, uh, Coach Ramsey, they, they're good friends. And they said, hey, we're going to put this game together. There's going to be a home-and-home home next year. 
uh, as well. So they'll have uh, we'll go to Indianapolis next year. Is a I, I like that. I, I think that's that's great. Uh, it just shows you know getting a good game like this together gives the Panthers more because they are not going to see a better team. You know you look at these teams that the Panthers have played over the last couple of weeks and. Uh, you're not going to see better in the playoffs than you see there, right? Right, I mean, right. Yeah. Indianapolis are College, great job tonight. Uh, but we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, they'll talk in the postgame show a little bit more yeah. about that and playoff opportunities for the Panthers coming up. We'll come back with the Cooper Electric star of the game. The final score, Ron Colley, 35, Elder, 21. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800, on the web at hoding.com. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom from Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, head team physician for Elder High School. Due to COVID-19, 2020 has been an incredibly challenging year for all of us. But at Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, we never closed our doors. We immediately instituted extra screening, cleaning, and protective protocols for all our patients and associates, backed up by an outstanding hospital network of comprehensive care providers. We're available six days a week, including Saturday morning sports clinics. That's Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 6045 Bridgetown Road, 513-347-9999. Proud to support elder football. It's time to call out the Cooper Electric star of the game. And now, let's go back on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bangle to break down tonight's action and pick up the elder star of the game on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the pit. It's uh, a 35-21 win for Ron Colley, but still a good game. Uh, Drew Ramsey was outstanding, had two touchdowns, caught at least uh, 15 balls that I could uh, tally up. We didn't get the final uh, stats, but certainly two touchdowns for Ramsey. Hamilton, we could have given it to him too. He was a lot of completions uh, and a couple of touchdown passes, one to Broxterman uh, as well. So, you know, a tough game overall, but the Cooper Electric star of the game is Drew Ramsey. Yeah, Drew Ramsey, it, again, week after week, becomes a guy that teams can circle on their scouting report, but they really haven't been able to stop. I mean, with the exception of Pickering Central, that was about the only game that we saw where we didn't really call his name a ton. So going into the playoffs, I mean, he's going to be somebody that's pretty key for this offense. And for teams to key on, it's going to open up, as we're seeing all that other talent with, you know, Hamilton able to get his runs, Flowers, Ray, Klusman, Kirsch, uh, you know, all those guys out there, Brockstermen, you know, making big plays. So that opens up stuff for other guys. But this week, not the result that they wanted, but to go back to, you know, watch the film, get learn some things. Next week, Football North coming in from Canada. We know that they have been pretty good the last couple of times. So it'll be interesting to see this year when they come down how, how much they've uh, developed and changed. You know, last time was a pretty close game. Uh, so this time around, you know, the Panthers will have their hands, you know, it'll be pretty pretty difficult. They have their hands full, and it'll be senior night. So yep. it'll be senior night. So guys will get an opportunity to, you know, play in, in one more time in the pit. Uh, and like we said, Ron Colley's got East Central next week. 
then the playoffs. Elders got football North LaSalle, then a playoff. So still a little bit more for, for the Ohio teams, but Indiana's got one more, and then they're in the playoffs too. And this Ron Colley team, very impressive. Uh, I'll be interested to watch their playoff run, uh, obviously, from afar. Yeah. Be interested to see how they do. Well, last year, 13-1, and one, and they won the 4A championship. So they certainly have a good team, and this year, no different. They uh, they were, were dominant. One of the things you got to look at at Elder, though, 3-5, and five, nothing to – I mean, they, they played a real tough schedule. Again, no excuses. But, you know, a couple of things go a different way. They could be 5-3. and three also. Exactly. A couple of different things. But you know what? We'll go back to it. We'll, we'll watch the film. We'll learn from it. We'll get better. And we just keep getting better and better until week 11 when it, everybody's records get reset. Yep. And you get to just make a run in the playoffs. Exactly. It doesn't matter where you go and where you play. The Panthers are going to be there and, and, and do a good job, I'm sure. Thanks to Mark Bengel, to Steve Bengel, to Paul back at the studio. And thanks to you, the listener. Once again, the final score, Ron Culley, 35, and the Elder Panthers, 21. Next week, we're back again on a Friday night as Elder comes back to the pit to take on Football North from Canada with a 7 p.m. kickoff and 6.30 pregame show. For Phil Bengal, I'm Len Harvey. So long from the pit. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, it's Prep Sports Radio Network game night from Roosters on Crookshank. Come and have a, a beer with us and enjoy some food, good food, and some wings with Steve and Mark. You've been listening to Elder Football, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week on the Prep Sports Radio Network. So long. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by the Urology Group, the Lucian Schuster team with Morgan Stanley, Holding Realtors, Brosart Pharmacy, Fuller Information Systems, Ron's Roost, Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker Realty, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Joseph Chevrolet, Wardway Fuels, Robert Jones Plumbing, Red Wing Shoes, Artist Senior Living Bridgetown, Hemlock Hills Cabin Rentals of Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, Cooper Electric, and Rooster's Wings. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of Elder High School football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. It's time for Prep Sports Radio Game Night. Brought to you by Rooster's Restaurant, a fun, casual joint. And now, for a recap on tonight's game and a look at all the regional key matchups and final scores, let's go live to Rooster's Restaurant at 5050 Crookshank Road at Glenway with your hosts, Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. All right, thanks, Bill Levitt, and welcome out to Roosters here on Crookshank Avenue, uh, high school football night, uh, talking about week number eight. And uh, I don't care, win, lose, or draw, you cannot beat a great night at the pit, and the weather was great, cooperated a little uh, before the game, little sprinkles all over the area, but things cleared out, beautiful evening for the pit. Unfortunately, Panthers fall 35-21 and uh, lose, but it, eh, once again, it's an odd season, uh, Craig and Steve, and the fact that uh, everybody's going to get into the playoffs. We're, we're fighting for that first eight seeds. You'd love to get the first four because then you're going to probably have two home games. But uh, it was a tough loss to a good team. I mean, you, you knew when you came in and you're playing a 7-0 and team and you looked at the offensive line, it looked like uh, literally the Cincinnati Bengals. They were pushing that 300-pound range. And uh, Elder doesn't have those horses this year. 
uh, and we frankly we just don't have the running game as well. And, and I think if uh, we we had that, uh, things would be more balanced. Uh, uh, all the attack is in the air, and it's a it's a fun attack to watch. But you just can't keep going to the well over and over and over again. And uh, tonight, uh, Panthers fall. It, it is what it is, Craig. Yeah, I mean, you look back at their schedule, and like I said, almost every team they play has either been a state champ in the last decade or within the last five years or is going to make the playoffs, whether it's in Ohio, Kentucky, or Indiana. Uh, I don't know what they do in Canada for football north, but, uh, uh, you know, when you play a difficult schedule like Ron Culley tonight, they've lost one game in the last two years. They're 21-1 and one in their last 22 games. I mean, that I don't care who you're playing. That's going to be a tough Tough game to win, uh, especially when they're rolling with a, a four-year quarterback. And when you come out there and um, you just don't have the magic like you did last week when they were able to make the plays when they needed it. Uh, this week they just couldn't keep that momentum. When they needed to make that play, uh, turnover on downs, uh, interception, uh, the the snap uh, for the punt in the first quarter, I mean, um, you know, it really sets the pace for the night that they were always playing from behind. Uh, it's just hard to catch up from that. Yeah, Craig. Uh, and then when you play a team you don't know a lot about, but on the other hand, John Rodenberg knows a lot about GCL football. He knows about the pit. He knows about what Doug Ramsey does. Doug and, and John are good friends. Uh, that's basically why they played the game tonight. Uh, they had an open schedule. Both of them did. And uh, they, they had this uh, happen. And I'm sure John said, look, we're, we're, we're big, we're strong. Uh, I think we match up well with you this year. And that's what they did. And, and uh, they came on down. So there was really not a lot. Uh, of course, they had the film from last year, or last year, last week, and I'm sure a couple other films. And they scouted them well and played Elder well. And, I, you know, I, I tell you, the, the, the first uh, uh, series that Elder had, and, and they, they were kind of log jammed up fourth down at the uh, almost midfield, and uh, they were doing the patented rugby kick where uh, they, they hike it back and send it to, to Drew Ramsey, and he, if he has something, he's going to run. If not, and I think the, 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 the guy, the long snapper, thought he was back ready to punt the thing, and he wasn't going to run with it and went a little far. Ron Colley gets the ball roughly about at the 24-yard line, uh, easy, uh, not too long to go, put put it in down 7 nothing. It just seemed like that that series, that, that beginning, was doomed them for the night. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. They lose 35-21. We uh, want to do a rebound next week against uh, uh, Football North, a team that probably knows more about hockey than uh, anybody. <laughs> but... Uh, and, and then finish off with uh, LaSalle Lancers on week 10 out at LaSalle. And that, that's tough. I know uh, all indications uh, will be going to the scoreboard here shortly. But it looks like uh, the St. X Bombers rebounded and uh, knocked off the Lancers. And uh, I'm sure the, the Sundermans out in LaSalle <laughs> land aren't happy, Craig. Well, it's, a, no, it's no rest for the wicked for outer. I mean, every game is... Uh, Playoff implications. I mean, every game that they play, like I said, is a very tough opponent. There is no. Uh, well, I guess you would have said the only cupcake schedule was against the uh, the Virginia team, the uh, the homeschoolers, but uh, that was partially based off a COVID game. Uh, and it just 
it's hard when every week you basically have to have a perfect game to win, especially when you're playing teams that have uh, are, are more talented. Uh, and it's just, it's a tough one to catch up on. Yeah, I know Doug earlier in the year said he really, really wished uh, week one they would be able to play a team that was good but not Pickerington Central, mm-hmm. a team where they could get their feet on solid ground and get out and perform and do do uh, – you know, just work things out. But they played Pickerington Central, a team that's been in the state championship two years in a row. Of course, we lost to them two years ago. St. X beat them last year. Always a parental powerhouse. And, uh, and it's team after team after team. It, like you said, it's murderer's row. Mm-hmm. And there's almost a break. Well, not a break. Is at, at least in the old uh, couple years ago, it was, man, we're not going to make the playoffs. And like I said, now you're fighting for, for home win. But now you're like... Now you're almost, I hate to say it, like the St. Louis Cardinals. You're fighting for momentum. You're hoping, hey, if I win these next two games and maybe I finish 5-5, five and five, maybe I'm running a momentum when I hit in the playoffs. I'm hitting my stride. Um, so that's the only thing that you can hope for going forward is that you win the next two games, build that momentum into the playoffs, and you roll. I mean, it's been done before. St. X has done it. Um, they've done it with a sub-500 team and won a state championship. So hopefully maybe Elder can pull off something like that. And you're listening to Prep Sports Radio Game Night, presented to you by Rooster's Wings on Crookshank, and that's where we are at. Good crowd filling in, a lot of purple, and uh, if you're leaving the pit and would like to fill up the tank uh, with a little, some great wings, burgers, pizzas, they have it all here, salads, uh, the, the menu is quite diverse, and haven't had anything uh, that I've turned my nose up uh, yet, so Craig, uh, pretty good stuff. The wings are killer. The here. wings are great. I said I've touted their wings to everybody I know. I, I've been going around talk, telling everybody about the wings here. They got the biggest wings that you'll you'll see at a wing restaurant. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll you won't go away thinking, man, I'm 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 starving still. You order yourself a plate of those bad boys and you are satisfied. The, the sauces are great. And service is great. Service here are fantastic. We enjoy it out here at Roosters and Steve. Are, should we get Steve Geis and crank him out of the... Yeah, uh, we got, uh, games are finishing up all over the Tri-State right now, and uh, scores are starting to, to roll in, uh, um, and uh, we can uh, discuss the scores that I have, and we'll uh, harvest a few more. There, oh, there comes, they are. Yeah, the, Making a statement the there. Steve Geis drumline walking around the bar, marching our way here, and let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's head over to the scoreboard. All right. In the game you heard here on the Prep Sports Radio Network, it was the Roncalli uh, Royals 35, the Elder Panthers 21. Elder uh, slips to 3-5 uh, and five on the season, and uh, Roncalli goes to a perfect 8-0. and oh, And uh, rolling, they got one more game against uh, East Central, and then they're uh, into the playoffs. So uh, Roncalli looking to uh, repeat. They were uh, 4A state champions last year. And uh, it's been a long time since a 4A uh, uh, team has repeated as state champion. So, you know, they're looking to do that. they got the four-year starter in Leffler, and uh, they, they seem to have the tools. Very to, rare to have a four-year starter yeah. in high school. He came in, uh, I, I think uh, I was reading, with the second or third series of the first game that he was a freshman at the school, and he was like 14 years old, and, and uh, <laughs> oh my just, gosh, he had a couple rough years, but I guess his sophomore year was a little bit better. And then obviously last year winning state, and uh, this year looking to, to repeat. So talented athlete, surrounded by a lot of 
talented uh, athlete, and uh, uh, you know a lot of meat on hoof on that on, uh, on both sides and of, of uh, apparently the offense a, and defense. From what I understand, an extremely good student. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he, he's being looked at by uh, Columbia, and, uh, you know some of the, some of those schools. You know more more of the schools that, that some of the Ivy League. That yeah, wouldn't, like. wouldn't want to talk to me. Some yeah. of those communism <laughs> schools up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the LaSalle Lancers uh, traveled uh, to uh, St. X tonight for the Battle of North Bend Road, and uh, La- LaSalle um, trying to to. Uh, Maybe knock St. X uh, around a little bit after the confusing loss that they had, uh, St. X had last week uh, to, to Trinity, but that was not to be. Uh, it was uh, e- even early that uh, St. X went and outlasted uh, LaSalle 49 to 14. LaSalle, you know, like we talked about, all these games have have implications. You know, St. X goes to seven and zero, or seven and one on the season, and a perfect three and zero in the GCL South. So they they are. We'd like to congratulate the St. X Bombers. They they are the outright champions this week of the GCL South. So they they get the title and uh, looking for playoff positioning and, and uh, probably looking at easily the number one seed in, in uh, Division One Region Four. Um, in GMC action, Colrain all over Hamilton tonight, 27 to six. Colrain goes to uh, uh, five and three on the season and five and one in uh, the GMC. They, they were uh, number eight in position in uh, uh, Division One Region Four, so you know they're looking to improve their their lot. Uh, and then with the win over Hamilton, who drops to. Uh, to uh, two and four and uh, one and four on the season, they were actually sitting in the 13th slot, so they, they're going to drop drop a little bit there. Well, the interesting thing, and, and Joe Harmon brought this up last week, is all these GMC schools, you know, annihilating the other ones and, and watering down the the gene pool, so to speak. The second level points just there's not a lot to be had in, in that league. No, but uh, you know since. All but one team get in the playoffs this year. It's more jockeying for position than it is anything else. And uh, we, we do have uh, an upset in the, in the making tonight. So we'll talk about that when we get down to uh, uh, the... the, the um, <laughs> Your, your upset pick of the night? Yeah, when we get down to the, to the, to the ECC, we're, we're not quite there yet. Baden came into the game tonight, a perfect 7-0, 2-0 in uh, GCL uh, uh, co-ed action, and they faced uh, Shamanad Julian, who was also 2-0, so they were the two first-place teams uh, look, looking to uh, improve their, their lot in the GCL co-ed, and uh, Baden goes on to win that game 45-28. to Baden now a perfect 8-0 and 3-0 in GCL co-ed action. Uh, they were tied with uh, McNick, who was uh, 2-0 coming in for, for the lead. And also with Chaminade Julian, was 2-0, but they, they, they're, they're bumped off their high horse. Um, and uh, Baden is the number one uh, in the number one slot in Division Three, and that would be uh, Region Twelve. Uh, so, yeah. so you know, Baden's you know looking to, to do that, and uh, and CJ is actually in the number eleven spot. So they're still in the top sixteen, 
Hey. <laughs> some Chaminade fans there. Yeah. Uh, it was altered tonight. They're all over by the bar, those yeah. Chaminade fans. I don't blame them. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was Alter uh, and Fenwick uh, both 0-2 in, in uh, GCL co-ed action coming into this game tonight. And uh, Alter uh, kind of writes their ship, and they go they get their first win in GCL co-ed action with a 31 to nothing win over Bishop Fenwick. Cincinnati Hills League action, Wyoming was on a streak of 51 straight uh, league wins and uh, make that 52. Uh, they, they, they go to a perfect 8-0 and 5-0 in, in, uh, in uh, Cincinnati Hills League, and uh, they beat uh, Marymont, who came into the game 6-1 and 3-1 and and in league play. They're, uh, Wyoming is uh, was sitting at number two in the Division Four Region 16 uh, uh, playoff uh, slot, and Marymount was sitting in uh, Division Five um, uh, Region 20 number two spot. So, uh, you know, Marymount will probably drop a little a little bit there, and uh, Wyoming continues to roll unblemished on the season. Because uh, Taylor over uh, Reading tonight, uh, 20 to 14. Both Mark men... Miller, head coach. No, they have a new head coach this year at Taylor. Oh, oh my And uh, Taylor moves to four and four on the season, and three and two in uh, in league action. They're actually sitting tied. There's several teams tied for second, so they technically came into the game in third place in CHL action. But uh, Marymount, Reading, and Indian Hill. All came in at three and one, so they were all all, all locked up there. So Reading with the, the loss will drop down, tying with Taylor for that spot, where and as well as Marymont, and uh, so things are jumbling up. Uh, and uh, and uh, Taylor is also looking at a playoff berth. They're sitting at, at that number 16 spot in Division Four, uh, Region 16. So you know, with with this win, they can maybe get off that bubble because. Uh, there's several more teams in, in uh, all the other regions except for uh, Division One, so uh, you know they're on, they're on that bubble and uh, they're trying to push themselves up. So you know maybe they can move up a, a little bit with, with that victory. Yeah. Here, here's uh, the, the, I, I don't have a final on this, but uh, Lebanon was leading in the fourth quarter. 31 to uh, 20 over Little Miami. Lebanon comes into this game 0-7 and 0-5 in ECC action, but Lebanon is right now on in the Harbins tied with Oak Hills at the bottom of the barrel with no wins. Uh, Oak Hills um, is uh, being handled. I don't have a final by East Central, so that they're, they're not going to change their lot tonight. They do have Middletown next week, I believe. So that could could improve uh, Oak Hill's lot a, l- a little bit, but uh, looks like Lebanon, you know, may outlast Little Miami. We'll have that when we get a final. It was West Claremont 31, Walnut Hills 14, and West Claremont uh, goes to uh, two and six on the year and uh, two and four in in the league. So uh, you know they're. Uh, they're in their uh, their their division one region four, and they were sitting in the 15th slot. So with that win, you know they, they could uh, move up a, a little bit. Uh, and uh, Walnut Hills is actually sitting in the 11th slot, could could drop a bit in in uh, division one region four. Southwest Ohio Conference action it was Edgewood all over Talawanda tonight, uh, 49 to 14. 
uh, Edgewood uh, rolls to uh, five and two on the year and unbeaten in Southwest Ohio Conference action at three and zero. They're a Division two team. They were number seven going into the play into the the evening. So you Steve know, Geis is going so, around the bar one more oh, time. Here he comes. Oh, come on, Steve. <laughs> I, I, the Steve Geis drum line. I got. I got. I don't even have all the scores in here. So <laughs> just just wait. We'll. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're just telling you what, what all these scores mean. Uh, Ross over Ham, Harrison tonight. Kind of a little neighborhood action there. But uh, Ross, a uh, very good team. They, they are in uh, first place in the Southwest Ohio Conference at 2-0. and Actually, they were tied with, with Harrison. They were both 2-0 and in, in league action. And uh, Ross, 55, Harrison, 17. So... Uh, but, you know, the, the Ross is kind of showing who's boss. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they're going to have to have a showdown with Edgewood. I don't know how their schedules line up. But uh, Edgewood and Ross now tied for first place in uh, in, uh, in, uh, in, in uh, Southwest Ohio Conference action. Miami Valley Conference, uh, Summit Country Day 35, Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy. Still no, no wins this year, 35 to nothing. For Summit Country Day, who's New Miami 22, Miami Valley Christian 6, Norwood 39, North College Hill 12 in Miami Valley Conference action. Um, in uh, South Southern Buckeye Conference action, the, the, the two number one teams in the, the national division, they have a national and American division, Bethel Tate and Blanchester lined up against each other, both coming in 2 0 in league play, and uh, Bethel Tate. Kind of, kind of reverse the score on, on uh, Blanchester, 41 to 14. They, they roll to six and one on the year, three and zero in uh, Southern Buckeye Conf- Southern Buckeye Athletic and Academic Conference. And say that again. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and there, there's two A's in that and, one. And those, they are going to be the first schools to have a snow delay this winter, <laughs> Blanchester and. Uh, I, I think they're already closed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two-hour delay. They'll, they'll be fighting Walton Verona for that. Uh, that I, I, I miss uh, Jim Scott giving those cool closers. <laughs> God darn it. All this internet. internet oh, right. Is Williamsburg uh, 31, East Clinton 7, Western Brown 44, Goshen 7. Goshen still not off the snide. They're uh, 0-8 and 0-3 in, in league action. Um, in other action, it was Monroe 40, Waynesville 21, Sauerkraut Festival in Waynesville this weekend. Oh, they're thanks for the warning. A, they're not going to have a whole lot to celebrate. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll be there on Sunday signing autographs if anybody's seen Oh, them. wow. <laughs> Line up, folks. I'll be out there getting, getting, my, getting my Reuben sandwich and, yeah. uh, and uh, extra sauerkraut. Yeah. As oh, my you, wa- can, you can eat mine. As, yeah, my, my wife will be uh, out shopping for a few of you. Uh, <laughs> oh, I yeah. hope she gets a good one. <laughs> yeah, several. Yeah. It's Kentucky uh, action. Ryle over Campbell County, 44 to 11. Ryle goes to uh, 5 and 2 on the season. There's Peachwood 56, Holy Cross 7, and uh, in uh, Indiana action, South Dearborn 48, Rushville 3. Those are all the early scores that we have. We'll go back to, to, to our uh, computer machine here and uh, bring in some more finals for you guys, Mark and Craig. Well, that's great. Uh, 
before we take a timeout, it's time to, well, UC just scored another one here. It was already 45-3. to 51-3 now. Oh, there you go. Speaking uh, of Wyoming, Evan Prager's It was, it was only 17-3 at halftime, so uh, uh, I think Fickle must have rattled the, the, the cage the a little at bit halftime there. there. Well, uh, we want to give a shout-out to uh, Wally Welch, who is recovering from a little back uh, tune-up today. Uh, he's resting comfortably and get, getting better, and uh, I'm sure he's as loud as ever. And uh, poor Brenda's got to deal with uh, Wally ordering him, her around. But uh, Wally, we hope to see you back at Dad's Club here on Tuesday. I don't know what the recovery schedule is, but uh, I know as honorary as Wally is, he'll be back. On his feet, moving around very, very fast. Good to hear that. And before we go to break, uh, Lebanon did win tonight, 40 to 20 oh. over Little Miami. Uh, Lebanon gets sole possession of the slot number 16. Well, unless Oak Hills goes on a tear, you know, you never know. Well, we'll, we'll get to Oak Hills uh, Lakota East uh, final in, in a moment, but uh, th- that would that win would would uh, move uh, Oak Hills way up. Uh, but uh, right now, uh, Lebanon uh, gets their first win of the season. They're they're one and six and one and five in ECC action, and uh, that's that's all I got right now. Well, there's a here's a little question: Do, do doctors make house calls anymore? Uh, not that I'm not aware. That, well, I think we're going to have one here in a little little bit. Uh, we'll have a guest coming up here in a little 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 bit. Not here yet, but uh, Doctor. Matthew Bosom, uh, it will be stopping out. We'll be talking sports injuries and what to do to prevent them and all that fun stuff. And I guess just don't play sports. You won't get sports injuries. That's to, the best, best way to prevent injuries is yes. to stop you in bubble wrap and don't do anything. Yeah, right. That's all you do. So uh, but There you go. Dr. Bosom uh, uh, will be out here shortly. And uh, apparently that's a good thing that nobody had a serious injury. We were praying. He said, I'll be out. It's not a serious injury. And that's what he sent me a text. He's on the way out. So we'll be talking to him in a little bit. And, of course, Len Harvey will be out with uh, his uh, pearls of wisdom. Lenny has uh, always got something to say. So we'll be talking to him shortly. And uh, we'll be back right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Your West Side Neighborhood Skyline Chilies are supporters of Elder Sports and Elder High School. After the game, stop in for some delicious cheese conies or your other favorites and support these locally owned Skyline Chili restaurants. Supporters of Elder include Glenway, Del High, Price Hill, Bridgetown, Cleves, and Dent. Talking about Skyline. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. 
a real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schoester, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schoester Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schoester, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. If you're caring for a loved one with dementia, it can be stressful. As their needs progress, you need support. At Artist Senior Living, we partner with you and your loved one to provide above and beyond customized care. Experience the Artist's Way in Bridgetown and Mason. Theartistsway.com slash Ohio. 513-401-7531. Elder Football and Sacred Heart Radio is supported by Affordable Concrete Specialists. ACS Concrete is the west side specialist of all small concrete jobs. Nobody else wants to do no job too small. 513-305-6777. 513-305-6777. This is Archbishop Dennis Schnur. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Prep Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, let's go back to Rooster's Restaurant at 5050 Crookshank Road at Glenway with Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. And that's our turn. We are back here, and the Elder Panthers uh, fall tonight 35-21. to 21, Tough loss. And uh, joining us now at the table is... Dr. Matt Blizzom, surgeon, doctor, physician, whatever, uh, elder grad, and, uh, and 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 I saw him this year, and I, I did the stupid thing. I, I was cleaning something on a ladder. My foot slipped off, hit my heel, and the first thing Dr. Blizzom said, my world, when I hear ladder, I know there's problems. So, uh, and, and my wife always says, you're not getting on a ladder anymore. So, uh, I can't paint. There you go. Well, well done. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I think you're right. We like to say in orthopedic surgery there's no good story that starts with the phrase, I was on a ladder. <laughs> Nobody says, well, I, I climbed that ladder and I met the love of my life or I won the lottery. In orthopedics, it, if it starts on a ladder and you end in the orthopedic office, then it's, something bad happens. It's not good. <laughs> well, let's get the, 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 you know, started on, I guess, last year we were in uncharted territory with the, uh, the COVID-19 and Elder got through the season, and I, I guess all indications, I, I, I mean, I don't get updates, but uh, things have gone well. We haven't had any canceled games, and I, I guess uh, from uh, from your side, what, how, how did, how's it working, and, you know, are you happy with how things have been working? Yeah, I mean, it, it, in general, COVID remains a challenge. In the, in the world of professional sports, COVID remains a challenge. I'm... I'm here in the restaurant. I still have a mask on. Uh, I get tested three times a week for major league oh, soccer. Oh my so gosh! There, I understand. There's there still some 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 strict protocols we're working with. The schools, I think, have done a remarkably good job of doing the best they can to keep the kids in school. Elder just transitioned as of yesterday uh, out of mandatory mask wear, and they did a really good job through this 
very challenging end of summer, beginning of fall surge uh, with the Delta variant. Um, vaccinations are widely available, and I, I strongly encourage anyone who has questions about those to chat with your your primary care doctor, your pediatrician, your internist, your family doctor. Um, if you have questions or worries about that, get, get good information, not information that just happens to be available on social media feeds. Um, you know, the, 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 the general approach to this virus has been a challenge for all of us. Nobody, nobody wants to deal with this continued <laughs> challenge, and it has been a challenge, but I, I really give a lot of credit to Nurse Jenny Bowles at Elder and, and Kurt Ruffing and his team who I believe have done uh, a really remarkable job of keeping the kids in the building and uh, thankfully keeping the vast majority of sports going on. Other schools have had more challenges than we've had, and uh, we've been really lucky. You know, I think the the college model, the pro sports model, is that we take this seriously, and if everyone takes things seriously with an, an appropriate amount of caution but not terror, then we can get through a lot as a society. I'm almost surprised at how many games, whether it's high school, college, or professional, that have not been canceled. I mean, as opposed to last year, I mean, I don't think a single NFL game has been canceled, or I don't, very few college and maybe very few high school. Yeah, knock on wood, but, you know, it's, it, it's been, it's been, especially compared to last year, it's kind of crazy when you look at yeah, it that way. There have been a number of high school games canceled. Most of those are due to some quarantine issues, and those issues would be, would be moot if, if there was more vaccination and more mask wear, quite frankly, but, some of those school districts made those choices, and then the kids paid the price, which is unfortunate. In the professional sports world, we take it very, very seriously, and there are challenges. Um, you know, the rules are strict, um, and, and we have to abide by those rules to keep things in play. Because when you're talking about thousands or even millions of dollars, you don't want to miss something. Now, it, it's really disappointing to miss a high school game, but, you know, if you cancel an NFL game, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of money. A lot that gets of lost. money. Um, and so the, 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 the pro sports, I think, have set a model of take things seriously and you still get to do the things you want to do. Yeah. And if, and if we follow a model that's similar to that, then then we can get to do the things we want to do. You know, we have fans at the pit. That's exciting. That's great. It's we get to watch we get to watch high school football games. We get the kids get to play. Those are those are good outcomes, and and, and we can hopefully can try to prevent disease transmission and tragic outcomes, which which occur very rarely, thankfully. But um, you know, the the whole idea and the, and the polarization that's come out of this is really what's unfortunate. Um, it, it is a crash course in how science works, which means it's not always clean, it's not always uh, consistent. Um, but we do the best we can. And, 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 and the, the, I guess the saying is, what I heard is probably not a scientific statement. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a, an incredibly true statement. You know, it, it's, uh, I think Saturday Night Live one time called it feel facts. Things that just feel like they should be true. Right. Just because you like how something feels doesn't mean it's real. <laughs> right, right. Well, next, I, I, I tell you, I was at Dad's Club and... Uh, I was talking to a, a parent asked me, "Oh, were you at the game when when Nick Paff got injured?" And I said, "Yeah, it was." I was standing next to Nick's dad, and, and he goes, I, I, "I talked to him about." You know, I was standing there. Next thing I know, Doctor Bosom, after treating him, came over and waved, and he goes, "Ah," oh. he goes, "I love Doctor Bosom, 
I hate him when he comes to the stands and waves for you. <laughs> and that was, it just broke my heart uh, when when a guy like Nick, I mean, what a the kid that just is, and, and it happens, these things happen, but, you know, these knee injuries, uh, it's just one of these situations where is there, you know, in girls' sports, guy sports, I, I was reading that over 50, 60% of the injuries in sports involve the knee. Uh, is there anything that kids can do to prepare a stretch? I mean, I guess it just, it is, it's a physics thing, and, and when it happens, it happens. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of variabilities with the knee injuries that we see, Mark. Um, unfortunately, in sports, the rate of knee injury is directly proportional to what we call athletic exposure, which means if you do something enough times, there's the potential for some level of risk. Um, in, in contact and collision sports, those injuries are very rarely preventable because that's the nature of the beast. Yeah. There are some non-contact injuries that occur, and we see those in, in soccer, in basketball, and, and even in football. In excess of 60% of knee injuries are non-contact injuries. Mm. And there are some preventive measures that can be taken. There's, there, there's been a fair amount of research looking at uh, musculoskeletal training and neuromuscular education, which are big words that basically say we want to balance the the strength of the hamstrings and the quads. We want to make sure that when kids jump, they jump athletically and not stiffly. Yeah. And there's some training programs that are put into place that can reduce the rate of those injuries. But the unfortunate reality is um, that there is some risk assumed when participating in sports. But I would, I would argue strongly that you know, the risk of a sedentary lifestyle uh, and not participating in sports globally greatly outweighs the risk of, of, of even a, a significant knee injury. So um, I'm really lucky to have the opportunity to look after some really good kids and really good families and be a part of the elder program and, and to do that you know, at the high school level and, and obviously to do it at the professional level as well with FC Cincinnati. And, um, you know, there are some really challenging situations that we're faced with, but I genuinely believe that the, the global benefit of sport not just in a you know physical fitness standpoint or cardiovascular fitness standpoint, but the psychological benefits of being in sports, the benefit of being on a team, the benefit of learning responsibility as a young person right. and, and overcoming challenges uh, outweighs the risk that, that we do assume when we participate in sports. Yeah, Doc, the, there's the, the physical issue when you, you injure your knee, but then... With a, with a young man, let's say, playing football and he gets that ACL injury, uh, there's the mental thing. You, you, everything, you, you've wanted to play at the pit your whole life. You've, you've made it. You're senior. You, everything is coming. And it, it's just literally, you don't you can't say, well, this is going to be my last game at the pit. No, it, it's done. <laughs> I mean, you, you had no preparation in every, everything you, you've, you've worked on for years and years. So talk about that aspect, the, the mental strain on these kids when that happens. Well, you know, in, in 2021, the kids feel a lot more pressure, I think, than they ever have before, just simply because of access of information, social media, the fact that there are people all over this earth watching this game tonight, for instance. You know, right, thanks to exactly. the, thanks to, uh, you know, they're hearing, you know, Len and Phil call the game, and, and they're watching the efforts of, of uh, Jeff Jewell and, and, and Gary Rogers and the crew at ENN. 
Um, and then there's commentary that comes back all the time. Some anonymous Twitter user can say that, well, boy, that kid didn't play hard enough or, or whatever. So they, they feel a lot of pressure, um, which is unfortunate for these children. Um, the psychological blow of an injury can be significant. Yeah. There, there's no question about that. And these kids can experience, you know, it, and it's going to sound like a bad analogy, but almost a post-traumatic stress disorder uh, type response to these injuries. Uh, you know, and just because it wasn't a, an automobile accident or a, or a robbery or, God forbid, a war injury, it, it, it's still a tremendous amount of yeah. stress that these kids feel. And it, you take something away from them that they identify with, and there are real challenges. And some kids yeah. uh, have really good support at home, and, and they can work through that, and other kids have, have bigger challenges. We're really, really lucky at Elder. We have great parents. Um, we have a, a great athletic training staff. We have a great athletic administration. And the faculty and the coaches do a really good job of trying to keep the kids involved. But it doesn't make it easy. I mean, you can see a kid who's been hurt, and he's looking out there, and he and, and he wants to he wants to do it. He wants not just to help his backup. He doesn't want his backup on the field. He wants to be out there yeah, playing. Exactly. Yeah. And that's really hard. And, and so what I tell kids in the office is that you're going to feel bad about this and it's okay to feel bad and I don't want you to feel bad about feeling bad <laughs> right? right you know we, we, we've all grown up Catholic on the west side of Cincinnati so you get out of bed smile and you feel guilty about it instantly <laughs> you know because <laughs> we probably did something wrong yeah, right. <laughs> right. to have that to have that smile and, and so, you know, every person is told, well, it could be worse. Well, of course it could be worse, right? Yeah, Obviously, right. anything can be worse. Right. But but it's okay to feel bad about this injury. And, and I want you to feel really bad about it, but I want you to remember that your parents love you and your siblings didn't do this to you and you still have to go to school. And then we're going to transfer that anger at this loss into your rehabilitation. Because my job in the operating room is two hours long, roughly, to fix this knee, and then they get six to nine months of rehab. I so, had a daughter through so it. We, I have know. To, we have to find some way to channel energy, and, 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 if, and if it's motivation, that's great. If it's desire to play again, that's great. And quite frankly, if it's anger at having something taken away, that's okay too. Um, but feeling sad is okay. Feeling guilty about being frustrated is not okay. Right, right. You know, and, and, and just generally saying, you know, oh, you know, or, or I'm being a baby about this doesn't work because a bad thing happened to you. And now we're going to have to see how life works because bad things happen to all of us all the time. Yeah. You know, and at some point when you're 30, you might lose a job or you might lose a marriage or you might have a tragedy happen to your own child. You know, my own son had to have knee surgery last year as a, as a basketball athlete at Elder, and that's really hard to turn your kid over to somebody and say, take care of them, especially as a surgeon. I can't operate on my own kid. So my partner, Dr. Mark Galloway, is a head team doctor for the Bengals, did my son's knee scope, and, and, and that was a really big challenge for me to say, well, I have to give you my kid. And so this year has been a different experience for me because I realized better what it's like when someone hands me their child and says, yeah. Don't screw this up, Matt. <laughs> um, and, and so there's a lot, there, you know, 
Yeah, I'm just babbling now. Yeah. I think. No, so, no, no. You know, whatever. I'll stop talking. Uh, no, Ask I, a question. No, I was <laughs> kind of curious, too. I mean, not to switch a little bit, but uh, Elder has – I know you guys talked in the past about these new Elder uh, helmets that they have to help with the concussions. I mean, how have they been doing – have you seen less concussions with these new helmets or – what, what do you so, so what we have is a helmet cover, um, and, and they've been tremendously successful. We've, we've had a couple of, of concussion injuries this year in the, in the younger levels. We've had one at the varsity level. But in the, in the five years we've been using these helmet covers, we've now had two in-game varsity football concussions. I mean, two in five years is, oh pretty, it's, it's pretty tremendous. There's nothing we can do that's going to remove the entirety of the risk profile from playing football and concussions. And if you get hit just right, there's going to be a problem. But it, it, these helmet covers work in three ways. They help they help create some cushion, if you will, you know, because there's some pa- they're, they're, they effectively have some padding on the outside. So the blow goes into the helmet cover before it goes into the child's head. The helmet covers also have provide an interface between the cover and the helmet, so there's a little bit of a shift, and that dissipates right. the force as well. And the third thing is when the helmet covers are in really good shape, they're incredibly smooth, and so the, the force will shear off it. Uh, unfortunately, I've had some some insight given to me by, by uh, Mr. Espelage that the, the company is not doing well. So I'm not sure how much longer we're going to be able to use these. There's going to be some... Some more helmet technology out there, and we'll transition to the next thing. But I've been incredibly pleased. And, yeah, I know our kids look a little bit different. But if our kids so look a little bit it. different, but yeah. they're on the field, oh. that's a win versus a kid has this cool-looking helmet and doesn't play um, or, or got a concussion and got hurt. So, you know, we, we try not to be trend-setting, mm-hmm. you know, doing the cool thing. We try to do things that have some scientific backup and some basis that we can do to protect the kids. And, and I think, you know, it, 15 years ago when I took over uh, over the team, we wanted to to, write it, to try to be in the forefront of doing what's right for the kids. We were the first high school in Cincinnati to use the impact test, which is a an assessment of brain function that you do before you get hurt. So if you get hurt, we can check you again and make sure you've recovered. And it's quite, and you're asking questions. You know, and, and essentially it's a computer assessment. This is, hey, this is normal for me. Right, because every kid's different. Yeah. And so if they've been hurt and then they come back and they say, hey, I feel fine, but let's take another assessment and make sure you're normal for you again. And we've been doing that now for, for more than 12 years, and that's that's standard of care in every high school in the city now. We're the first ones to do it. I was really proud of that. Um, you know, we, this, we were the only high school to ever embrace the summit technology. Other, other schools said it looks stupid. So we know what's stupid is when your kid can't play. Um, so I've been really happy about that. And we, and we try to do the best we can with, you know, the resources we have. We have to be stewards, essentially, you know. If you have a limited resource, you have to use it appropriately. We don't have all the money in the world. We have really good athletic trainers. Um, we have really good coaches and a really good, good administration that backs us up. And then we have really good parents and kids to work through that. And we want to make sure that we use those resources appropriately. But the biggest resource we have are the kids. You know, we yeah. can't just start blowing through kids. Oh, I'm next man in. Oh, you got a concussion. You blew well, out your knee. And, you know, and whatever. The, throw the, the next kid in. That That's not con- what we're here for. Concussions, uh, uh, don't worry about it type of thing. I, it, it changed my life I, as a young football kid at St. Jude, 1968. I had multiple concussions uh, playing football. And 
I, I, I had dizziness, lightheadedness. And literally, I was out of school for so long, I was held back a year because they, they, they didn't have MRIs back then. So they probably would have easily diagnosed it, but it's not a thing. Well, I don't worry about it. A concussion, you'll get over it. No, it, it's it's a serious situation. I know my, my son Craig here sitting next to you, he was his senior year at what 2009 uh, you were playing up in uh, would have been 08 it was against Dayton Carroll Dayton Carroll he, he, he's running full speed and Dayton Carroll kids running full they don't see each other and they go head to head going off and, for a header yeah it was first first five minutes of the game and uh, the, the poor kid from Carroll was in the hospital for three days from what I understand and Craig was uh, I, it, it's horrible thing to go through that's all I can say so yeah. uh, don't you you, you the, the little covers, if you think they look silly, don't worry about it. Yeah, it, it, and that's that's a really good point. You know, it's, it's really easy for somebody to tell me, well, you know, in 1972 I played the second half against West High and I don't remember it. You know, it, it, you know, and in, and, in, and in 1934, 22 out of the 23 St. Louis Cardinals smoked Camel cigarettes. You know, it was good. <laughs> great. You know, it relaxed me. You know, um, <laughs> So, you know, we, again, we sort of alluded to this early on that, that science isn't always clean, right? Yeah. We're, we're learning a lot. We're moving through. We, you know, we've added new testing this year, a, a test uh, of the vestibular system called the BOMS test, which we use as another objective test, um, which I think is on the forefront of testing to help make sure we're getting through these things. And, um, you know, we, we take these injuries very seriously, and, and we have to because um, that's our job. Right? Yeah. Just like Doug takes very seriously, he's going to call a play, or Brett Kern, how he's going to dial up that defense, or you know Greg Alleg, how he's going to teach that vocabulary test and and, and, and make sure somebody writes the paper right, or, or, or you know, or Patrick Tucker's going to you know modify the curriculum. You know, we we all have roles that we have to 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 live up to, and and one of them is helping everyone understand that uh, something that was accepted and normal. A decade ago or two decades ago isn't normal today. One last question I have is uh, tonight was grade school night. You had all these kids, uh, young kids, and let's just say your son's a football player. He's at seventh grade at St. Jude or visitation or whatever, and he plays the line, and you want to think, I need to get my kid big and strong and blah, 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 blah. But you want to do it in a healthy way. Uh, is if if a, a parent came up to you as a physician and said, "Look, how do I get my kid big?" <laughs> what, what's the best? I mean, what do you, how do you answer something like that? Because I know it's a it's a you, well, I mean that that those are questions we get asked a lot, um, and you know it really comes down to there's nature and there's nurture, right? Yeah. Genetically, there are some kids who are going to have an easier time <laughs> doing some things versus other kids. Yes. Um, and so the, the nature part of things we're not going to modify. You know, maybe in a hundred years there's going to be some genetic modification, but uh, not right now. Um, so that then becomes the nurture part of it, which some of it is as simple as math. Nutrition in is going to equal the product that comes out. So saying, well, I'm going to just just flush my kid with calories. You know. It's really very straightforward to have a discussion with your pediatrician about what's appropriate. The food resources that we have available to us are are really remarkable. I, I take care of a, a large number of, of players from Latin and South America in FC Cincinnati. 
And these guys are continually blown away by the things that our players have access to that they didn't have access to growing up. Wow. And they'll, they'll talk about that. Like, this wasn't available in Sao Paulo, right? This wasn't available in Quito, Ecuador. Um, and, and so it, it's really not that challenging mathematically to say, my kid's really skinny, so we're going to use X number of calories to modify that. See, There's uh, still some genetics that are involved there. But five having a honey discussion, buns a day. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no. But, but having, got the metabolism Having a fun. discussion with your pediatrician is appropriate. But just remember that it's not going to come from a chemical on a shelf at Target or Walgreens or GNC. Okay. That's the, or from the some, creatine and yeah. all that stuff. You but, know. I mean, there are, a lot of, there are a lot of variables there. Creatine is actually quite safe and can be used in, 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 in high school and older athletes. Uh, to help with some, some some very specific things under physician direction. But just the general idea that, oh, I'm going to drink protein shakes and eat protein cookies and, you know, and avoid chicken and broccoli, that's not going to work. <laughs> right. you know, it, we have a wide variety of nutritional resources that are available. One of the people you want to certainly reference, in addition to your family doctor or your pediatrician, uh, if, if your kid is going to be an elder, is, is Coach Adam Rankin. Uh, in the weight room, who runs the strength and conditioning program at Elder. What an impressive facility I mean, that is. The facility is. is tremendous, but remember, the facility only goes so far because you have bodies in the building. The kids work really hard, and Adam directs them along with his assistant, Coach Merkel. Uh, but Adam brings in nutritionists every year, and he, and he talks to the seventh graders and the eighth graders who come to camp, and he talks to the ninth graders when they get there, and there are resources that are available to help you understand, hey, if I want quality in, that's how I'm going to get quality out. And he said, you know, I could eat 50 honey buns, but I'm going to, and that's a lot of calories. Yeah. Um, you know, and I can get diabetes and, <laughs> and diarrhea while I'm at it. Right, right, yeah, but, right. You know, again, I have a tendency to talk too much, but you know, no, no, in, no. in summary, you talk to your pediatrician, you talk to your family doctor, use the resources that are available to you. Such as you know, going to the camps at Elder with Coach Rankin and Coach Merkel, talking to the nutritionist. But in its most base level, remember that there are tremendous natural, healthy nutritional sources that are available to us in 21st century America. And if you want to gain weight, you have to eat more than you than you put out. Which means if yeah. you're exercising a lot and your metabolism's going because you're a growing child, you got to eat more. And if you eat quality stuff, then quality comes out the back end. Well, before we let you go, how do people get a hold of you? What if, if they have a sports injury, they need to take care of a situation, uh, orthopedic situation, uh, you were with Mercy Health? What Mercy, do they do? Uh, thank you for that, uh, uh, for the advertisement. We're at Mercy Health. We have two offices now, Bridgetown Road, 6045 Bridgetown Road, the home city ice building right across from your old stomping ground at St. Jude. Yeah. Um, we also have a new office uh, we call the Mercy Health Center of Excellence at TQL Stadium in the FC Cincinnati Stadium uh, that's adjacent to our training room there, but it's an office for the for the general population as well. And I tell you, you know, if you're coming from the east side of town or from downtown or, or honestly from Price Hill or Delhi, it's probably closer just to come down the hill and, and see us at TQL than it is to get them all the way out to Bridgetown. Uh, you're on the web at mercy.com, and our, and our phone number is just like you're ordering a pizza, except you want a doctor. So it's 347 <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> instead of ones. But, you know, I, I appreciate everything you guys do and giving us the opportunity to, to work with you here for sure. Well, doctor, thank you so much for coming out. Dr. Matthew Bosom, uh, he's the uh, 
team doctor for Elder, FC Cincinnati. Uh, any any other uh, organizations? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I like to say, you know, the the head team physician for the West Side of Cincinnati would be the biggest honor I could ever have. <laughs> that there you go. Well, we're going to take a time out. We come back. Steve's going to do scores uh, again before we wrap this thing up. Uh, well, I actually, I tell you what. Before we, why don't we just go right to you, Steve, and go to the scores because it's almost yeah. So let's go and, and do that. All right. You want a quick run? Yes. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, go, go through the, the highlights, and then we got to wrap this thing up in a couple minutes. All right. I'm just waiting for the, the – waiting for – Well, here comes the drums. Okay. There we go. All right. It was uh, St. X 49 – well, LaSalle 14, Cinex goes to 7 and 1 on the season, and uh, 3 and 0, and uh, they are the GCL South champions. So congratulations to the Cinex Bombers with a win tonight, and uh, 3 and 0 on the, in the, the GCL South. The GMC action it, late in the fourth quarter. It's Fairfield 21, Mason 16. Uh, Fairfield right now holding it the, the number 12 spot in Division One, and Mason at number nine. So. Uh, Fairfield uh, trying to in- improve their playoff uh, chances. Colerain uh, 27, Hamilton 6. Late in the fourth quarter, and this game's got to be over, so I'm going to call this one. This e- Lakota East 42, Oak Hills 14. Oak Hills still winless on the season, and Lakota East goes to 7-1. and and more importantly, uh, for GMC people, they're they're six zero in GMC and uh, sit atop the, the GMC. They were tied with Lakota West. Lakota West didn't play tonight. The, the game between them and Middletown got canceled, so uh, uh, that, that game did not get played. Cough due to cold. Cough due to cold. Okay. It was uh, Princeton uh, goes to to seven one and four and one in the. In the GMC with a 42 to 20 win over Sycamore, that game was uh, kind of going back and forth early, and, and then Princeton just took, took well, off. Well, I thought it was going to be an interesting game, uh, and uh, it, it was interesting to start. But Princeton, uh, they uh, move up uh, in the, the GMC, and uh, more importantly for postseason, they were sitting at number six, and, and will probably slide up, maybe get closer to hosting. Uh, uh, the, the two games with, with the number four slot with, with a, obviously a victory in, in round one. GCL co-ed action. Uh, Baden comes into this game undefeated and leaves this game undefeated. They, they are 8-0 and 3-0 on the season with a 45-28 win over Chaminade. Julian, it was Alter 31, Bishop Fenwick nothing. This is a Hills League action. It was Madeira and, and uh, Deer Park there in the fourth quarter late. Uh, no final on this one yet, but it's 49 to, to, to uh, 42 uh, Deer Park over Madeira. So that, that would be an upset. Deer Park nowhere on the map playoff-wise. Wow. And uh, they, they came in this game 1-6 and six and 0-4 and in the Cincinnati Hills League action. So unless Mar- um, Madeira did something late, uh, the, the, that game's going to go to Deer Park. And uh, we'll have to listen to Bill Cunningham talk about that all <laughs> week long. Wyoming 55, Marymount 9, Taylor 20, Redding 14. 
Eastern Cincinnati Conference action. Uh, my upset pick of the night, Lebanon over Little Miami tonight. Lebanon gets off the snide with a the win. They are 1-6 and six and 1-5 and in league play with a 40-20 win. They, they made a statement. They, they doubled up on uh, Little Miami and uh, won that game going away. Kings 4-52, Loveland 20. Kings remains undefeated on the year. Anderson wins tonight over Milford 35-7. Anderson likes to air the ball out, and Milford like to grind it on the ground, and uh, the, the ground wasn't uh, too kind tonight. Uh, and uh, Anderson moves to 6-2 and two on the year. Winton Woods over Turpin. Turpin came into this game on a three-game win streak, and uh, they were 6-1 and one, uh, on the year. And a 4-3 and three, Winton Woods comes in and handles them 41-19. to 19. West Claremont 31, Walnut Hills 14. Southwest Ohio Conference action, Edgewood 49. Talawanda 14 is Ross over Hamilton 55 to, to 17. Miami Valley Conference action, Summit Country Day uh, 35. Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy nothing. Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy still looking for the first win on the season. Summit Country Day moves to uh, four and two on the year, and uh, more importantly, in Miami Valley Conference, they're in the Scarlet Division. They, they move to two and zero oh and remain in first place. Scarlet Division of Miami Valley Conference. Miami Valley Christian loses to New Miami tonight, 22 to six. Was Norwood over North College Hill, 39 to 12. Roger Bacon and uh, Purcell Marion squared off for the 94th time tonight, and Roger Bacon wins that game going away 33-13. Uh, uh, and uh, Roger Bacon and Purcell Marion are new, newcomers to the Miami Valley Conference out of uh, the GCL co-ed. And uh, since Roger Bacon has joined the Miami Valley Conference a year or so ago, they are 10 and 0, now 11 and 0. They have not lost a Miami Valley Conference game. So uh, uh, Roger Bacon just just rattling the cages in Miami in, in the Miami Valley Conference. Uh, sorry they invited them in. So, <laughs> this seems kind of weird. Southern Buckeye Athletic and Academic Conference. Uh, Clinton Massey, 79, Batesville, Batavia, nothing. Um, so uh, that, that was just a, a wallop, and they need an yeah. academic to figure out how to do that with a running clock. <laughs> right. Bethel Tate, 41, Blanchester, 14. Uh, Fayetteville Perry, 37, Claremont Northeastern, 27. Williamsburg over East Clinton, 31-7. to 7. It was uh, New Richmond over Wilmington, 32 to 22 and Western Brown over Goshen 44 to 7 Goshen still winless on the year Monroe 40 Waynesville 21 sad day sad weekend for the sauerkraut festival (laughs) Bishop Brossard in the fourth quarter leading Bracken County 29 to nothing Brossard will remain undefeated and they'll leave the game tonight 8-0 on the season and uh, getting ready for uh, Kentucky playoffs. It was Ryle 44, Campbell County 11. In 1A District 4 4 action, it was uh, in the 147th uh, meeting of this rivalry, Dayton over Bellevue 44-7. Holmes 24, Boyd County 13. It was Beachwood over Holy Cross 56-7. And in overtime, Newport 
beat Lloyd 21 to 14 in the 6A District 6 action. Dixie Heights over Simon Kenton 33 to 20 in Indiana. Lawrenceburg 62, Connorsville 7, South Dearborn 48, Rushville 3, and uh, East Central. Yeah, except for I, I think they, they lost to Moeller. Uh, I, I think that was their one loss. They, they are seven and one now with a forty-one to seven win over Gar. Garin Catholic. Yeah, and they're going to be playing uh, Ron Collie. Ron Collie next week. Yes. Well, that's all the time we have. Craig, thanks for stopping out. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you filling in and helping us out. Very good. Filling great. In yeah, for thanks, Tom Craig. Kennedy, yeah, who was enjoying his uh, UC Bearcat win. So. Is there a final on that Bearcat score? It was, was 52-3, to three, I think, or something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. Thanks to Paul back at the studio for producing, and uh, thanks to Dr. Matt Bosom uh, for coming out, and also to Len Harvey for coming out, although he's enjoying his meal over there, and uh, he's yeah. like, I don't care. I've yapped enough on the radio. Well, Len's over in the green room. He's not coming out yeah. tonight. <laughs> we'll have you back next week. Yeah. 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 yeah, this is like the Tonight Show. You got bumped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. Well, he gets paid more an hour than, you know, so. <laughs> a doctor makes a house call. You got to make sure you get that. All right. That's all we have. We'll see you next week right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network.